Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Happened to Mike Schmidt, 40 year old boy podcast. Here's my advice to you never let anybody behind the curtain. Never let anybody see what you do or how you do it because inevitably they're not going to be impressed by it. And they'll tell you they're impressed. They'll say over and over, oh no, this is awesome and hilarious. And then they'll yawn and look at their watch and you're like, oh my Christ, I'm going to run into a wall. Why have I tormented this person? Why have I dragged them into my nonsense? It seems ridiculous, right? Doesn't it seem foolish that you would expose your weaknesses to somebody as if they were strengths in some way? And they're like, no, I like this. And then they roll their eyes and they go, good Lord, why am I coddling this jerk? I'm not, a, I, and I am a jerk to be coddled. Clearly, if you're, if you've ever thought about a jerk to be coddled, please let me appear in your head. Uh, this is my third attempt at recording this show. I'm sure you don't want to hear that, but it's true. The first one went eight minutes. The next one went 14 minutes. So I have 22 minutes of audio. Well, actually, I erased the first eight. I should have kept that. What if I just put the out like a fucking appetizer platter? I just put out chunks of audio. No, no, no through line. Just listen to this bullshit, this nonsense. This guy, look, I talked here for five minutes. Wasn't this good? What about this one? I got all the way to 11 minutes before I lost the plot and fucking hated myself and had to turn it off because my own voice made me sick. Uh, you don't want to hear that about that. I know you want to hear about a confident performer who knows what he's doing and thinks that you love him, right? That's what you want to hear. You don't want to hear about a guy who's like, oh, Christ, I should be, I need more bandages than a mummy. I'm so wounded at this fucking point inside and out. Uh, but that's because I hate myself. And isn't it great to hate yourself, folks? And even better is to have a public forum to tell people you hate yourself. And then they all love you. And then they're like, no, dude, we totally love you. And I'm like, yes, you love you or you love me. But I am a different cat. And I know who I am and what I'm all about. And I hate me, goddammit. Uh, but then it also, by turns, turns into the fact that I love me. And I think that I'm the fucking greatest of all time. I need a pill. I need several pills. I need a jar of pills. Who's got a, who's got a wheelbarrow full of pills I can shove down my gullet to make me feel like a normal fucking person? Is there anybody out there at all who can go ahead and quell this disturbance, who can quiet this nonsense, who can stop these sonic fucking waves from pinging back and forth from my diaphragm to my fucking brain and telling me I'm a bad person who's fucking shitty at the things that I do? Is there anybody out there who can fucking arrange that for me? Hi, how are you? Mike Schmidt, podcast host. Uh, and I, I'll tell you what, that isn't the most succinct uh, boiling down of the feelings of all podcast hosts. I, you know, nobody wants a confident podcast host. Nobody wants one of those guys. How you doing? I do a great show out of my house. Fuck off. 
Not interested in you and your fucking confidence. Take a fucking walk. Go get a fucking job at Wall Street and you're all confident hedge fund dick. If you, you know what? You need to fucking really, really dig deep and find a bad thing about yourself that you can talk to people about. Now you got a podcast. Nobody wants to hear out here, oh, you know what I did the other day? I went and was successful. I found a $100 bill. Fuck you. It's not a show. I want to hear that you got trapped in the stocks and everybody ass fucked you because you were fucking mean to a girl who was carrying a chicken. That's what I want to fucking hear about. Tell me you found $100. That's not a fucking show at all. Nobody, Nobody's happy for you or pleased. Nobody out there is just like, oh, you know what I love? The podcast where everything great happens. Fuck you, man. Find the podcast where it can, the guy has to start over five fucking times in front of a guest. That's the best part of all. Like, if I'm doing this myself and I got to start over, who gives a shit? I scrap it. I go read a book. I watch TV. But I have a guest here right now, fuck. Somebody who actually enjoys what I do. And I fucking step on my dick in front of her. And she's just like, oh, yeah, no, this guy isn't weird at all. This is really great. And I'm trying to fucking convince her not to storm out the goddamn door as she pretends to laugh in the fucking four sleeves. That's right. She wore two shirts. She's laughing in four different sleeves right now because she doesn't want me to see that she's possibly entertained. Because, you know, that's another thing. There's a conspiracy against me thinking that I'm even doing this well. She's like, oh, I'm sitting across from him. Him. I don't want him to think that he's doing good, so I'm not going to laugh at all. I'm going to hide my face in a fucking hockey jersey and fucking stare at this guy like a goddamn science experiment. Hi, Mike Schmidt, podcast host. Uh, so I'm in Canada, and it's a, you know, there is really a person here watching me melt down and going, Jesus Christ, is this guy going to hurt himself? Right? I, I'm not joking. She has gotten up from her chair. She is hiding all the sharp objects. We're near a kitchen. She has put all of the knives underneath into a drawer, and I, like, I didn't see where they went. Uh, but I think that you would fight me. If I actually went to try to get a knife out of the drawer and end it all, she would probably fight me. Would you fight me? Yes. All right. See, she would go ahead and keep me from doing harm to myself and others. Uh, well, at least to myself. She doesn't care if I harm others. She's probably excited about it because she's like, hey, that's next week's show. Uh, <laughs> I'm in a house in Canada. My good friend Ken has hired me. So this is truly the third attempt at doing this goddamn show, and I'm furious and angry at myself because, A, uh, my computer... I'm in a big room, like at my house. I, I, you know, I record in a shoe, so it's it's. I don't get to have a lot of uh, what's the ambient noise. I guess is the term I'm looking for. Uh, it's just me and a microphone, and I'm always worried that I'm burying the microphone. I get too close, and I see the red. Well, I, I get too close here. Nothing. It's still just a regular recording. Because I'm in a big fucking kitchen with a dog and a lady. Uh, which sounds like an Aesop fable at some point. The dog and the lady. <laughs> Eventually, I'm going to drop some grapes in a, a, a pool of water because I saw my reflection and I barked at myself. Uh, God, Aesop was great, wasn't he? Was he a guy? Does he make a lot of money off the fables? Is, is there an Aesop family still collecting money on the fables or those public domain? Can you fuck with the Aesop's fables? Now that they're public domain, I bet you could. You could rewrite those. It'd be like the dog and the iPod or whatever the fuck. Grapes are out. I'm taking grapes are right out the window, man. This dog has an iPod he's barking at some guy for. Uh, so we're here and it's exciting to be in Canada. I saw people all week so far. I've done things. I've gone places. I've worked. Uh, and I haven't worked. Yeah, I've put this off. I'm late. I'm truly late. And you know, I'm late. Tanya knows I'm late as she chuckles at herself. Um, here's the, all right. Well, first of all, our great friend Lily was unavailable due to a show, uh, two weeks ago, no, a month ago. I've lost track. I have no fucking idea when. When I was supposed to put out a show for you fine folks. And look, that's the thing. I'm never supposed to put out a show. I want to put out a show. I like putting out a show and I think you enjoy it. Um, but I will say this makes me laugh again. Here's all right, here's a peek into my fucking stupid head. Uh, I, you know, eight weeks. We went eight weeks in a row and I'm like, and I, I don't want a cookie. I understand. It's what my fucking gig is. Do the eight weeks. Just do shows. That's what you fucking do. But all those shows are like over. They're like three three hours long, like three hours and 20 minutes long. Fucking they're, they're long. And also 
I do like two hours with Lily and then I decide, you know what, I'm going to swan in here and do what an hour of just my voice because like anybody cares that I would do it solo. So, so I, I'd look, I got to do the plugs, but still, you just, it's just so arrogant to think that anybody else would want to hear my voice in addition to hearing me with Lily. Like I was, it wasn't enough to do a two and a half hour show with Lily. I had to put an extra hour on top of it because that's how fucking panicked I am that you're going to fucking be mad at me if it's not a certain length or it's not good or whatever the fuck. Uh, so, so I, I wound up doing that for eight weeks and again, three and a half hour shows, three hour shows. I was very proud of it and very happy. And it was exciting because working with Lily is really fun and great. Uh, and then, uh, Lily was unavailable because of her health. And she was like, I, I just, I can't do it. And, uh, and I understood completely. And I said, I, I go, well, no problem. I'll, I'll just do it myself. And she goes, okay, promise me you'll do a show. I said, of course I will. And then the next day she was like, hey, did you put that show up? How'd it go? And I go, well, you know, it's interesting. I'm doing it tomorrow. I can't wait. I'm so excited uh, because I have to do it on the, uh, this at this particular time because the, there's a full moon of some sort. I don't know. I had some excuse. And she's like, okay, that's great. And then the next day she asked again. She texted. She goes, how'd your record go? And I said, well, it's in progress right now. I wanted to do this before I went so I could talk about it. And then she stopped asking because she understands that I am a fucking basket case. And she's like, I got my own problems. I don't need to chase this fucking guy and make him do shit. And then when she stopped chasing me, I was like, oh, well, she must not care. So then I'm not going to do it at all. And I'm, I'm paying it on her and it's on me and I'm a fucking idiot. I'm just but then the people out there you fine folks listeners you're all very kind and uh you'll write me and you're like hey is there a show soon hey when's the show hey man where's the show what's going on and there's a part of me that's like oh man i'm so ashamed that i haven't done a show yet i gotta do a show for these people because look they care clearly they're reaching out they want me to do one but then the other part of me is like uh Hey man, I put out 24 hours of comedy in eight weeks. That's three a week. And then do the math and Jesus Christ, every other podcast is an hour. So I'm putting out three podcasts a fucking week. So I've essentially put out 24 podcasts. Go fucking listen to those. Uh, but that's wrong because people want, they want more of the show. Like they're happy just because I put out a show for three hours. I can't go, all right, this covers me for three weeks. You can't do that. That's a shitty thing to do. If that was the case, then break it up in chunks and put it out over the course of the three weeks. And now we're back to, like I said, the random audio where I just all of a sudden I just show up in your mailbox at two in the morning, just going, Hey, how you doing? What's going on? I'm like a weird guy who calls you in the middle of the fucking night. Now it's not even a podcast anymore. There's no schedule. I'm just calling you to find out what's happening. Uh, send me all of your phone numbers instantly. Let's call somebody right now. Let's go to the phones. Tanya. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so you're all very kind and you haven't murdered me yet. And I appreciate it. And I'm, uh, we're all working very, very difficult, uh, hours over here to try to put together what we can for you guys. <laughs> and get it out on uh, on time. But you're very kind to indulge me as long as you have. Um, I don't think every show should contain an apology, should it? Really? Would you think, I mean, any other, any of your other entertainment that you consume, does that ever happen? Like if, you're, if your favorite team loses, do they look at the camera and go, hey, Blake, we're really sorry about what happened tonight. No, they don't apologize. Go forward. Like I, I just, I, like I said, this is the third attempt. So I had just done about five, the second attempt was 15 minutes. So I, I, I think something like that. And, uh, my computer is like glitching and freaking out. And, and, and so I stopped again and then I was furious because again, Tanya's here and you don't want to look like a fucking idiot in front of somebody who doesn't know what's going on. And they're just like, Oh, I, you know, cause they just hear the magic part at the end when the show comes out. Yay. But to see it get created, they would say, you don't want to see the sausage get made. And quite frankly, I think Tanya was preferring that I was making sausage at this point than watching me fucking record nine different fucking shows and erase them. Um, but then she was very kind because I was like, look, man, I, I don't know if I should start this over. And then it's like, you know, I don't, I don't know if anybody cares about it. It's she's, 
she's the de facto fucking emotional tampon for me as I'm like, I don't know. Why am I even doing this? And then she's just like, no, people want to hear about when you went to the airport. I'm like, no, they don't. It was just, I went to the airport. So what? And she's like, yes, but, uh, and then she gave me a nice pep talk and she's very kind. And that's the reason we're here in front of the microphone again, as I've now done uh, 30 minutes of audio, but you're only hearing 10 of it so far because I'm a fucking genius and I fucking throw shit away. Tanya, is it all you'd imagine so far? Yes. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear it. One word answer is really helpful. <laughs> um, Tanya and uh, her husband, Mike, is is he working today? Yes. Yeah, he's out working, so uh, he is not here. But uh, will he, he be joining us at the film later? Uh, I don't think so. I see. We're going to a film later, uh, and then we're going to hang out at a bar because it's Canada. I mean, you have to do that, clearly. Uh, I got here Wednesday. I flew in Wednesday. I came from Los Angeles. You know I live in Los Angeles, right? That's where I live. Uh, I also have a castle in Brooklyn because that's where I'm from. Um, so I flew and I had to take an Uber to the airport. First of all, all right, here, the reason I came to Canada, I, I love coming here. We used to do this thing called Micah Palooza. Uh, and there used to be hundreds of listeners who would attend. And uh, now it's me and Tanya sitting at a table. Like everybody else is just like, yeah, that guy doesn't put out shows anymore. Who fucking cares? Uh, and that's also a lie, by the way. Our, our good friends, Ken and Tresha, uh, and Ruben was here. Ruben came from America. He was here uh, for the show. And they... Uh, Everybody thought we were going to record a podcast. Well, I don't know if they thought they were. Uh, they were. They kind of inquired as to it, and I kind of ducked it because uh, the last time I was in Canada, I recorded a podcast, and uh, I wanted to murder everybody. Like, I wanted to murder myself. I wanted to murder me. I wanted to throw my laptop into the ocean because uh, I made a mistake. And if you'll recall, this is by year, whatever the fuck. Um, we recorded here in this very seat, in this very house, at this very table at Ken's house. And there was a group of people. There would be 15 people here probably. It was, a, it was a packed house. And we ate. We had a huge uh, barbecue and we ate. And there was a fire pit and everything was good. And then at 10 o'clock p.m., I'm like, all right, man, time to record the show. And regular people with jobs who had worked all day and then came over here and then eaten copious amounts of, of barbecued meats uh, and swallowed several naps were like, we couldn't possibly pay attention to you and you're talking and your nonsense. It's, look, nobody here can stroke your ego. We're so completely tired. And so they all went and sat lit. And I'm, when I say tired, I'm not joking. Two people fell asleep. So I'm here doing a show at a table and I'm looking into the living room and people are like watching the TV, which is on mute. And they're uh, sitting outside by the fire pit and there are people sleeping on the the couch. And I'm looking right at them. And in my, and that was the moment I just went, I can't do this anymore. I can't do live podcasts for people anymore because nobody fucking cares. Like the closest I ever got to that, like I've done shows for my buddy Justin and uh, his wife Mary in uh, in Phoenix and they're very nice. They sit at the table with me and they it, it just, this very much seems like me going, bringing home macaroni art and going, look ma, look ma, look ma, whenever I do this for somebody. Uh, but I, they want to see it and want to be a part of it and I have to convince myself of that and you fucking know this and I've talked about it a million fucking times and who cares. Uh, but that night when people weren't even trying to convince themselves that they wanted it, when they were just fucking crashed out, I was like, this is pointless. I'm just rambling. And and at that point, too, that was when I, uh, I was, uh, how do I put this? I was actually putting shows out on fucking time and I wasn't, you know, being a dick. And so that show had to be recorded. It wasn't like something where I can go, well, you know, I'll just stop this and do it another time. No, man, the show was due like the next morning, the next day. And, uh, and I, I was like, I had to plow through and I was fucking, and you know, right, this will say everything you need to know about me. I had to plow through that show. I had to fucking do it anyway, because even though I hated it and there were people out there hating me and they were sleeping, whatever the fuck. And I think I still did two and a half hours. What the fuck, man? If you hate it, wrap it the fuck up. Uh, which reminds me, by the way, you guys can get me at Mike and Mike What if I wrapped it up now? I was done. <laughs>
so I came to town this time and people said, hey, are we going to do a, a show, a podcast? And I'm, I'm psychically, no, I don't, I don't ever want to do it again. I'll perform on stage. That's a different animal. You know what I mean? That's, that's fine. Um, or if there's a live audience, that's actually like a live audience instead of, you know, like I said, a, a slumber party, which was, was, I was disturbing. That was the thing is I was this, this fucking burr in the saddle. I was this guy who, cause it'll make you feel like, I already go through nonsense. Like, do, 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 does what I do matter? Does anybody give a fuck? And then when you sit in a room where clearly nobody gives a fuck and you have to do it, that's like, you know, if I might as well have just been handing out sausage samples at the mall. That's who I fucking was. And I probably would have still been more popular. We went to a fucking summer market this week and we went to some place where everybody's handing out, you know, here's a piece of sausage. Here's a piece of cheese. And you're walking around like a fucking homeless person. You're like, oh, my God, yes, I must have that fucking cheese. Even though it couldn't be less cheese that you want. It's ass cheese. Hey, you want this ass cheese? Oh, my God. Yes, it's free. Shove it in my mouth immediately. I must eat the ass cheese. But that's what I felt like doling. I have, a, I have an ass podcast. You guys want an ass podcast? They're like, nope, could not be less interested. We're going to sashay right by. Imagine if a stripper went out and nobody fucking cared. That's what it felt like. It just it just felt like sitting here. I'm just like fucking doing a helicopter cock and swinging it around and going, hey, everybody, check this out. And they're like, couldn't care less. We got a fire pit and leftover garlic dip. And I'm like, holy fuck, I am losing to a fire pit and leftover garlic dip. I'm never doing this shit again. Uh, and then I come to Canada and it's like, are we doing a show? I'm like, oh, <laughs> wow. First of all, we's doing a lot of heavy lifting in that goddamn sentence. Because I don't know if I mean, you guys may attend it. I'm the one doing the show. And then you guys will go, hey, this is terrible. And you leave. And I have to hear starting cars. There's nothing people like less in their podcast than the sound of an audience fleeing. Does anybody like that? Is anybody like, oh, my God, you know what? Did you hear when that audience split and they rampaged? First, you heard like the banging of feet on the ground. I don't know who that was, by the way. That's <laughs> apparently apparently a cartoon character got up and he ran out the goddamn door. Or is a cartoon mouse of some sort. Uh, and then you heard cars starting and then driving off into the distance. Does that make for a good podcast? Is that what anybody's looking to hear? Uh, you know what I love in my entertainment? An audience that could not care less and is escaping in terror. Jesus Christ. So I, I came here with, and look, I had all good intentions, certainly. I love people. I, and I, I could not have been more blatant than when I would write stuff. I'm like, hey, guys, I'm just looking for a cool-ass week where I get to see you guys and fucking hug you. Because I haven't been here since the pandemic. It used to be an annual thing. Um, and I, I had no, I had no illusions that I was doing a show, but at the same time, people were like, Hey man, what, what, that's great. What, what day are we doing the show? I'm like, Oh, so I was successfully able to tap dance uh, past it. But now I feel bad because now the, the lovely Tanya is here and, uh, and, and she was very kind because I look, I've known for, since I've been here, I was going to do a show four days ago when I landed and then I was going to show the next day. Uh, and again, I was going to do it by myself. I, I don't, I don't want to fucking drag anybody into it. So today, Tanya and I were going to go to the movie, like I said. And during the day, I had nothing going on. So I looked at her yesterday. Uh, can you reenact it? Can you do it the way you did it yesterday? I don't remember. Oh, it's super. All right. Then you be me. And you say, uh, I'll be you. And you say, uh, hey, I had an idea. Uh, did you want to come over and we'll do a podcast in the morning? All right. So that's your, your thing. Hey, I got an idea. You you want to you want me you can come over tomorrow and I'll do a podcast. Yes. Oh Jesus Christ! That's what you did. It was very nice, and I was like, "Oh, that's nice that she actually is into it." And she also, the second I said, "Like, hey, what if before the movie tomorrow you came over and I did a?" And she's, I don't think it's this podcast. I said, she just went yes, because uh, I I could have said, uh, "Let's do a crime. Let's go to a bank and rob it," and she would have been in. She's like, "Yes, apps. Let's do it. I'm on board." 
Uh, you hoser. She called me that because she's Canadian. They say it all the time up here, these people. Um, so so that's why she's here today because I, I was doing a show and I figured if we're not going to a movie until the afternoon and then I'm sitting here by myself and I'd record it and Tanya's very lovely and she's like, she's been very supportive. Um, everybody here has been very supportive. And, and so I feel bad about not having everybody here who was here on Friday and Saturday. Uh, but at the same time, it's, it's just, it's, it's easier when there's one person not laughing you than an entire room of people not laughing at you. So I'd, I'd much rather go ahead and have just the, the look up and see the disappointed look on Tanya's face than have to deal with a whole room of people ignoring me and eating crackers. There's nothing that will, that'll throw you off your game more than a completely disillusioned room eating crackers going, why are we doing this again? As I sit in the corner and babble like a fucking madman, it truly felt like I was doing a radio show in a mental home where everybody is just getting, they got their medication and they all drifted off to sleep in their fucking wheelchairs. And then I'm in the corner like, ah, let him do his shit. He'll tire himself out eventually. And then I'm supposed to just fucking pass out and die. What a fucking drag. Uh, but I love it. God, I love it. Love doing it. Love Canada. Love the people. Uh, got here Wednesday. Took an Uber to the airport. So that's what I was going to tell you. I, took, I booked this flight. I hadn't been here in four years. And I wanted to come see my friends. And so I've been looking. And again, once the pandemic ended, we all know fucking airplanes were a nightmare now. Like they, they've got some some things work, some things don't. Um, but I was always on the lookout. And when I fly here, sometimes I fly southwest to Buffalo. And then I get picked up. And then I feel fucking terrible that I made them drive to Buffalo to pick me up. Um so I was always looking for Toronto tickets too, but Southwest doesn't fly to, out of the country uh, because they have warrants. <laughs> <laughs> the entire airline, the entire airline has fucking warrants, so they couldn't possibly cross this, uh, this fucking the country lines or whatever the border. Um, so I had to find a different way to get here if I was going to fly into Canada itself. And I looked, and I was looking at American, whatever the fuck. And then United had a flight, and I could not believe it, mind you. Uh, round trip non-stop Los Angeles to Toronto $380 and, uh, and that sounds like an amazing deal right is it? it's not even $200 a flight that's fucking great because as you know I was supposed to go on a baseball trip this week this this summer with my friends and tickets were $460 one way from Burbank to Detroit from LA to fucking Detroit to Pittsburgh it was fucking insane these because again what they did with the pandemic they were like oh no we can't fly this is a drag can the governments give us some money and the government said here's a lot of money and they said okay oh now we can fly again oh we better double our fares we better go ahead and make up for all that money we lost well, wait didn't the government give you money to make up for the money stop now nothing to see here don't don't try to bring that up well no the government gave you a lot of money do you have to pay it back no stop we're a b- essential business all right if you're an essential business why don't you price your services to the point where people can afford them stop your t- what are you doing here God damn it, we're trying to make a profit. Well, couldn't you have made a profit and also made it work out for the people who go ahead and pay your bill? Fuck you, get out. $75, you want to check a bag. Uh, so so I booked, so this, so this flight was ridiculous, right? Air Canada, uh, $380, bucks, uh, 384 bucks. Don't fuck with me over $4, all right? Because I, I, you know what, honestly, I said 380 and I knew it was 384 and I felt like I was lying by saying 380 so that's why I now have to tell you that it's 384. Like, cause it, like you were going to do somehow, you were going to do the homework on it. Go, hey, man, that flight was 384 fucking dollars. How dare you? If anything, I made the story fucking, I made them look better because I said it was 380 instead of 384. So United shouldn't bitch at me. I just made them look great. 
Uh, so yeah, I booked it through United, and I don't even understand that shit at all. Like I I I looked at United, and they're like, "We got a flight for three hundred eighty four dollars." I said, "Great," and then it's you book it, and they're like, "This flight will go through Air Canada," and I'm like, "What? Then why are you guys even involved?" Just literally put up a sign and just go, "Hey, go to aircanada.com and book it there, or whatever the fuck." That would have been fine, but instead, United has to be this weird sneaky middleman. I don't like that at all. Uh, so. So I buy the $380 ticket and I'm excited. I buy I buy the ticket three months ago. We make this plan and I'm writing my buddy Ken uh, and Ken puts together, dude, Ken is the fucking greatest. He just puts together a list of shit we're going to do and then Tanya's ready to say gung-ho and then Ruben flew in from, Ruben flew in from America. Ruben is a, a young man. Uh, there's a place he could go. I said, young man, when you're short on your dough, you can fly to Canada. And he did because his family, is he? he's half and half, right? He's a half-breed. Half-breed? I don't think I can say that anymore, can I? Uh, I can say it. If I was Cher, I could say it, certainly. Half-breed! That's my Cher impression. Has anybody left? Everybody, you, you just throw your iPod into the sea after you heard that? That's all I have heard. I can't do a Cher. Hold on, I need some water. That's what it is. <laughs> I got something in my throat. Clearly, I do a much better Cher if I can somehow clear my throat. <laughs> Half breed. That's all we ever heard. That's if Cher was in a headlock. If somebody had Cher in a headlock, she would sound like that. If she had stepped somehow, she had stepped and fallen into a grave, and she was yelling from the bottom for help. That's what Cher would sound like. She had snapped her tibia in two, and all she could do is sing her songs from the seventies. If someone someone kidnapped Cher and put her in a basement. And said, the only way you leave is if you do your entire catalog from the 70s. Half breed! Just through tears and a broken bone. Just fucking sad. Guy's throwing her chicken bone to gnaw on. It's fucking hilarious. If Jamie Gum had somehow kidnapped Cher and put him in, her in his well, she would have to sing 70 songs to escape. Born in the wagon of a traveling show. Mama used to dance for the money they throw. Just echoing throughout the well. It's <laughs> great. Jamie Gum, how did he get his hands on Cher? First of all, Cher's never helping you put a mattress into a van. I don't fucking care what Cher does. Jamie Gum is never... You gotta think of a much more sophisticated trap if you want to trap Cher. You're not gonna be able to trap Cher with the old mattress into the van trick. You're never gonna see her coming out of a... What is she coming out of? Because she's she's not even... She didn't even exist. She's like a cloud with with rubies on. Cher's not even a person. She floats around like a fucking ethereal spirit. Half like Cherokee and half American. Half breed. So So he's got to think of a much more sophisticated trap than the old van into the mattress or mattress into the van or whatever the fuck. You know what? Actually, maybe the van into the mattress would work. Hey, can you help me get this van into this mattress? That that might be enough to get Cher's attention as she floats by on a cloud of fucking uh, money and and Sonny's mustache hairs. She's just like floating by. You're like, can you help me get this? Excuse me. Can you help me get this van into this mattress? And then she would stop. Help breed! Uh, Jamie Gum's never catching share with that plan. And so I, I insist that Jamie Gum, from his home in Ohio, or wherever the fuck he is, it's, uh, was it Pleasance, Ohio? I forget the name of where he was. They raided the wrong house, but then they were in the right house. Well, only clearly Starling was in the right house. Uh, 
When she, the guy, oh, that dude, if you saw Jamie Gum when he opened the door and he saw like a giant moth fly by, you're just like, this guy killed everybody. He, you know what? He didn't even have to be the guy who had the fucking senator's daughter in the basement. You got to arrest that fucking guy in general principle for having a moth in his house. He's got a moth flying around. He's got that fucking giant cranium. He, t- he doesn't open his mouth when he talks. You got to arrest Jamie Gum just because I, just on, it's really suspicion of anything. That's what you would say. And I think that there's not a court in America that would throw it out the fucking window. Hey, we arrested this guy in suspicion of anything. Good. Throw, lock him up. Let's go look at his house. Corpse in a bathtub. Daughter in a well. <laughs> uh, I used to play that when I was a kid. Corpse in a bathtub. It's, it, was, it was like ding-dong ditch. Corpse in a bathtub. Daughter in a well. Uh, all right. So what, what the fuck was I even talking about before before Cher got kidnapped by Jamie Gum? How did that happen? Um, Ruben. Oh, Ruben. He's a half-breed. There you go. Thank you. I appreciate it, Tanya. Uh, by the way, Tanya did not laugh once during any of that. Did you hear that? She just sat there and stared at me the whole time I was doing the share thing. She's just like, really? That's what you're bringing to the table? Share floating by on a, a cloud of fucking rubies and Sonny's mustache hairs and money? All right. Um, by, by the way, I have no idea this audio is even recording. Because, I mean, I see it, but then the, the camera, the fucking computer blinks. All right, nobody cares. I need a producer. Who out there will produce this podcast? Who wants to take me under their wing? After I've been doing, well, I guess I would have to take you under my wing. I've been doing it for 13 fucking years. No, I need a fucking someone to step up. Who's technologically advanced? Who out there can do this? Uh, before the apocalypse comes, I need somebody. I, that's, I will need somebody to be joined at the hip so we can broadcast from anywhere. <laughs> so Ruben was here, and Ruben is a uh, Canadian slash American. Uh, his family's in Montreal eating smoked meat, and he's in uh, the D.C. area. Uh, I don't know why I'm giving his address. It's very important you know Ruben's location at all times. <laughs> his family lives here. And just in case you want, look, if, if there's anyone out there who wishes to assassinate Ruben Cohen, I'm telling you exactly where his family lives. And then you can go there and get an address and then find him in the D.C. area. It's perfect. It's a great plan. He may still be sitting in an Air Canada lounge because he hasn't texted uh, to say that he's okay. He stayed at Tanya's house. There's another thing. Let's get this out of the way. So I'm coming to Canada, right? And uh, everybody up here loves me. They're all great. And I've stayed with Ken every time I've come up here. It's fantastic. Uh, and it's not like I've stayed with Ken because I'm like, God damn, I love Ken, even though I love Ken, but Ken is the one who steps up and goes, dude, you're staying at my place. It's fucking awesome. And I'm like, that's beautiful. And, uh, and Tanya, who is, a, uh, you know, I think a, a great friend and someone who has, uh, uh, supported me, enjoyed my work for quite a long time. Uh, I'm coming to town and I look, I'm, I'm, it's Micah Palooza. That's what it was called. It's Micah Palooza. Everybody's excited. We go do a bunch of, uh, there's things we do. We all get together. It's fucking fun. And then uh, I get the word, hey, Ruben's coming to town. And I'm like, oh, that's cool, man. Is he coming to town for Micah Palooza? It's like, I yeah, I don't know, but I know Ruben's going to be here. Also, he's staying at Tanya's house. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Uh, what? Yeah, Tanya asked if he would stay at her house. Like, he was probably going to get a hotel, but then Tanya was like, no, I insist that you stay at my house. And I'm like, but I've been here four fucking times. Not once has Tanya said, hey, you want to stay at my house? And then Ruben stays at Tanya's house. She makes him a fucking pie. Not only does she make him a fucking pie, she turns his fucking like bath towel into a swan on his fucking bed. And then you think I'm kidding. Like I'm exaggerating. Like, look, all that sheer stuff, possibly exaggerating. No, I'm not. Yeah, you hear her laughing because she knows. She fucking knows. So I don't think that this is Ruben Palooza. I'm not even here for Micah Palooza anymore. For four, four years went by, they fucking forgot about me. And because of my fucking, that podcast that I stepped on my dick and I was fucking terrible at, they're like, you know what? Fuck this. Get Ruben here. He's fucking entertaining. Let's bring that guy to town. He can stay at Tanya's. And then like the the, the first day, or no, the second day, uh, I, I got to town uh, Wednesday. Okay. And, uh, and then they're like, well, we'll meet Tanya and Ruben for breakfast on Thursday morning. I'm like, great. 
And uh, Tanya and Ruben are going to Toronto for the day. They didn't ask me if I wanted to go to Toronto for the day. I just heard the Tanya. They're like, oh, Mike, yeah, we're glad you're here. We, uh, we're glad we caught you. We're on our way to Toronto. We're just going to grab a piece of toast and leave. But take care of yourself, man. Maybe we'll see you later this week. What the fuck, man? Micah Palooza, it's right in the fucking title. My name's right there. Swatting off to Toronto with fucking Ruben to go to fucking have tiki bar drinks. Get this. And I know you're thinking, Mike, you're overreacting. Mike, you're overreacting. These people love you. They're happy that you're here. You're right. And I don't doubt that. But you know where Tanya and Ruben went? I'm in town, right? I'm here. I'm here. Do it, literally sitting around going, I should do a podcast, whatever the fuck. I'm sad, petting a dog. It's all, I love a dog, but still I'm sitting here. I'm, I'm doing nothing. I have no plan. You know where Tanya and Ruben went? Of all, of all places with me in town, they went to a candy store, a fucking candy store. Are you shitting me? They're like, yeah, no, it's this amazing candy store. It sells all these different brands and all these different types of Canadian candy. Oh, I wouldn't like that at all. Why would you ever ask me to do something like that? I, I couldn't possibly be interested in that. I literally had to smuggle diabetes into the country. My diabetes is furious that I have not fed it as much as I clearly do when I'm back home in the United States. My diabetes is like, you know what? We're going to split. I'm trying to convince it to stay like a fucking disillusioned girlfriend who's going to fucking back off. No, diabetes, don't go. I'm sure there's interesting Canadian candies we can fucking have. No, there's not. Because I wasn't invited to the fucking candy trip. And then they give me a fun size coffee crisp bar. Here, enjoy this. What the fuck? This thing, this is nothing. Fun size coffee. It looks like a piece of rabbit shit in a yellow wrapper. It's that big. Here, enjoy this fun size coffee crisp. I'm in Canada. I want fucking oodles of Canadian candy because that's what they call it here. Oodles. They don't get bags. They get oodles. You ever seen an oodle, Canadian oodle? Oh my Christ. But Ruben and, and Tanya took a candy bath. They're all fucking celebrating. You ever go to a parade and there's somebody on the, and they're like throwing candy out from a fucking float? That's what Tanya and Ruben did in Toronto. They bought so much candy they were throwing it to strangers and they didn't bring me a goddamn thing. Just a fucking fun-sized coffee crisp. Here, this is a Canadian candy bar you might like. Ruben's like, I'm sorry, it might have melted. It's been in my pocket for three days. What the fuck, man? What the fuck? Left in the candy cold. By conspiring Canadians and fucking Ruben. Half-breeds. God damn it. Again, I'm not sure if that's the proper term. Uh, we'll have to share. Well, let's talk to share about it. See what she is. You look, you got any problems with me? Take it up with share. Clearly she's the one to speak to. She told me, she said, you know what? I said, there you go. That's it. Share is pointed the way. She has lit the way with a lantern. Uh, so I, I, and then they, they, they did bring some candies that they're just peeling out of the bottom of Tanya's purse. They brought like a fucking, like a Kit Kat with, like, but again, a Kit Kat with with uh, cookie butter in it. I'm just like, and this is, I want a weird. There needs to be a fucking reindeer on the bag. It's a fucking Canadian candy. That's what, and then they brought some goat milk wrapped up with pecans, which also is weird. But at the same time, I don't want it. What do you? I want to pick my own fucking Canadian candy. Fuck! What a whiff. Went to the Canadian candy store without me. How do you do that? Also, that's another thing too. Ken's like, what do you want to do in your hair? I said, dude, I'm up for anything. Whatever anybody else wants to do. I go, but I will say this. At one point, I will have to go to a supermarket to look for weird chips. I love weird Canadian chips. And uh, it's Monday. I have not been to the supermarket yet to look for weird Canadian chips. What the fuck, man? What is going on? The specialness is worn off in Canada. I'm not allowed to. I'm not even allowed back in this country. They used to care. This country used to care when I showed up. They don't fucking care anymore. Everything has fallen off. Fucking 
counterclockwise spinning off the fucking planet down the drain. All right. Uh, but I'm having a lovely time. It's a fantastic trip. Uh, <laughs> so it came Wednesday, and uh, I, like I said, I bought the ticket for $384, which I thought was an amazing deal, right? Well, then I get an email, and they're like, hey, don't forget to check in for your flight. And I said, all right, I'm happy to do it. So uh, it's it's uh, done. I clicked the United, and they're like, please go to Air Canada, whatever the fuck, nine steps. So I go to Air Canada. They're like, check in for your flight right here. And it said I didn't have any seats. I'm like, what does that mean? It said, pick a seat. So on my first flight, it said, hey, pick a seat. So I picked a seat, and it said, that seat is $70. And I was like, what the fuck? And in the back of the plane, they had seats that were $30, but... All that was left in the back of the plane were middle seats. And look, uh, I hate people, but I don't hate them enough to torment them on a five-hour trip with me wedged between the two of them. They think like, that would be... Then we literally were this, this row 18 looks like a double stuffed Oreo over fucking Canada. Nobody wants that. Right. So I, I had no choice but to buy the $70 seat because you can't, there's no, I guess I forgot this because I fly Southwest, which again, flying bus, there's, you get, it's a free for all. You get your own. It's like, literally it's like black Friday in the sky. All right. Because you just, you pick your own seats. You go fucking scrambling and run. Certainly they have boarding things, but other people are changing. People are asking you to move. They have and Southwest people have no compunction about asking you to give up the seat that you fucking fought for. It's so weird. So, uh, but on, on air Canada, everything is prim and proper and assigned, but for 70 motherfucking dollars. So I had to buy I had to buy a seventy dollar seat, and then they said, "Okay, you're almost done checking in. Will you be carrying checking a bag?" Now I'm here eight days, so that's eight shirts, and in any number eight socks and any number of boxer briefs and all sorts of pants. Uh, and so I yes I have to check a bag. I normally don't. I carry on, but yes I'll have to check a bag. And so uh, forty dollars to check in a bag. Uh, and they're like, Hey, would you like a seat on the way home? <laughs> I'm like, no, no, I don't. Clearly I don't. Not even 70 fucking dollars. Uh, but I went and it turned out that there were, there were $30 seats available to get. And so I grabbed one of those. Um, so I, it, it cost me another, an extra $140. So my $380 bargain fare that I thought I was getting that would take me to Canada turned into $520 instantly like that. I mean, and I was like, what the fuck? You know, you just, because again, there's nothing you can do. It's not like I can, I can fly here with no luggage and just buy clothes when I'm here. It's not like I can stand and strap hang all the way to fucking Toronto. You need to have seats. You need to have luggage and all that kind of shit. But again, here's my problem with it. The sneaky bullshit of not telling me this until it's time to check in. Because then, it's, you're, I, and again, it's my own fault for forgetting. I'm supposed to assume the worst of everybody. And I know both, a lot of people fly, so they're used to checking bags and paying extra. But I mean, if I fly Southwest, I don't I don't pay a fucking dime, man. So uh, my $380 flight became a $520 uh, flight super quick. Oh, also, by the way, I don't know if I mentioned this, I have to get to the airport. So I can either take my car down there and I can park it for eight days at $35 a day in the parking lot. Uh, and I know people are like, I've got a coupon for the parking spot where it's only $20 a day. I fuck, it's still $160. I mean, I don't, I don't want to pay that to fucking put, it's buy, I hate buying air. You know this. I hate fucking buying air. So I want to park my fucking car. Uh, but I can't do that. So instead I have to take an Uber. And the thing is, I, I am a, uh, I always drive people. Like people, 
people know that they can call me and I'll take them to the airport or I can pick them up from the airport. I like doing it. I like seeing my friend visiting in the car, doing all that sort of stuff. Um, and I, and my buddy Pat will occasionally, like if I'm coming home and if he's around, he'll pick me up. But I know better than to ask the people I know. And especially because my flight, I had to leave my house at 5.15 a.m. And, uh, and, and nobody's, although I will say this, my friends are all old now, so they're getting, they're getting up at 5.15, which is fucking weird. I don't, I'm usually going to bed at 5.15. Uh, but I didn't sleep, so I ordered an Uber, scheduled it, and, uh, I had no problems there, but I wound up driving with Oswaldo. He's a wonderful guy. And, uh, we swapped horrible fucking stories about fucking. Was that? That sounded like Canadian guy. Also, I got my Canadian guy showed up. Horrible fucking stories. Um, about driving Uber. And he had a guy, dude, I didn't tell you this. He had a, he was telling me a story because he's, his name's Oswaldo. He drives a Mercedes. It was a fucking gorgeous car, right? So he picks me up and I told him I had driven and he was, we were talking about fares and how it's not fair and money and all this stuff. Super nice guy. We're in a tie for fuck's sake. And uh, I said, you know, I used to do, you can say something as I'm, I'm talking to you. It's totally fine. She literally was just like, a tie, a tie. Like, like she mouthed it. And I'm like, no, it's okay. People know you're here now. It's not like, like if I didn't say you were here. Which I should have done, and then you like laughed and talked. People were like, "What the fuck was going on? Is there some weird ghost?" Um, so Oswaldo, like he, he's got an Uber, right, and he's got a Mercedes, super nice tie on, and he and and I mentioned that I had driven. What's it like driving now with the pandemic? He's like, I used to make a fuck ton of money during the pandemic. Well, he didn't swear. He was a very nice mannered person. He said, I used to make a lot of money during the pandemic, but now it's changed, and they're doing this. And he only drives now in the morning. Tries to get people going to and from the airport, whatever. And uh, I told him, I was like, well, I used to drive. I drove late at night and it was a nightmare. And I told him a couple stories, um, which, you know, by year eight or nine or whatever the fuck. And he goes, oh, he goes, well, I only had one real problem. And uh, he said he picked up a guy. It was an Armenian guy. And he's driving and he gets on the freeway with the guy. And he, the guy's in the back seat. And again, Oswaldo is in a tie in a Mercedes. Nice man. I mean, clearly he's not an issue or a problem for anybody. The Armenian guy just, you see the guy had been drinking, clearly. Some kind of whatever the fuck they, I don't know what Armenian people drink. It's got to be some grappa or some fucking weirdness. Whatever it was, it had him fucking incapacitated. So he gets in and everything's fine. Then when he takes off and he's going 80 miles an hour on the freeway, the Armenian guys goes, you Turkish? And fucking Oswaldo's like, uh, no. He goes, you are Turkish. You are Turkish. And he starts screaming at you are Turkish. You are Turkish. And he's like, I don't know. I'm Dude, I'm Mexican. Like, literally, he's like, I don't where did this even come from? And then fucking, he goes, you kill my people. You kill my people. Pull over. I don't want to be in car with you. Pull over. I want to. And he's fucking, and Oswaldo's going, hey, man, I'm not pulling over. We're doing 80 miles an hour in the fucking freeway. I'm not dropping you off here. And also, he thinks if he pulls over, it just gives the guy, because then the guy will attack him. You know what I mean? Like, as long as I'm operating this vehicle at 80 miles an hour, this guy can't fucking attack me. So he's just like, I'm not pulling over for this guy. But he starts screaming. Then the guy calls his wife and he puts her on speakerphone. He goes, he is Turkish. I am in car with Turk. I'm going to kill him. I'm going to avenge our people. I'm going to kill him. He starts screaming it. And fucking Osvaldo's just like, I got to get this fucking guy out of my car. So Osvaldo, literally the only way to stay safe was by driving this fucking guy to his house, right? So he drives him and the guy's screaming the whole way. And then the guy kind of slumps down. His wife talked him out of killing him or whatever the fuck. And he pulls up in front of the house. And uh, he's like, oh, fucking Turks, I can't believe the Turks. And he gets out of the car and walks up, wobbles to his house. And the wife comes out and she's like, hugs him. And then she goes to the car and she just goes, I am very sorry. And she hands him like just a ton of money. Just hands him a fuck ton of money. Like, sorry, man. Sorry, I had that nightmare where my husband. And, and it was something like, 
he does this a lot or something like that. It's like, oh, does he? Maybe we take him off the platform then as he's, he thinks he's seeing Turks in his sleep. That's not good. <laughs> Look, man, nobody, nobody is scarier than the imaginary Turks. I got to imagine that, that you, if you're sitting there and you think you see Turks floating around, man, that's fucking terrible. And then, poor again, his name's Oswaldo. Poor Mexican guy in a tie. He's just like, hey, man, I'm a Mexican dude. You're in California, right? You know that the Cossacks have not raided? We're not fucking here. Get off my fucking back. Fucking crazy. So and, and then I was actually kind of mad. I won't lie. I felt bad for Oswaldo when we, we commiserated. But then I'm like, I told him a story about a guy throwing up in my hair. Right? And I was like, ah, I'm going to win this clearly. And then he brings international fucking incidents into it. I'm like, oh, God, I can't fucking ha- fuck with a thousand years of diplomacy. A fucking genocide. I didn't really. I got, I look and look. Vomit in the hair is bad, but I can't fuck with a genocide. I'm sorry. I can't top your genocide story. You've won. Clearly, if, if somehow you were in a conflict in your Uber that involved genocide, I'm not going to top it. I saw a woman with a shit hanging out of her ass. Doesn't matter. Your genocide has trumped me. I couldn't possibly compete. Uh, so I took his ride to the airport. $69. So now my my cheap $384 fare is up to is up to $590, dude. Uh and again it's lovely. And I still got to get home when I get home. And also, I thought about this today. Uh you know, I have to check in whenever I leave. I, I leave in like 3 days to go home. Are they going to make me pay $35 again to bring my bag or 40 bucks for my bag on the way home? Yeah. What the fuck, man? I'm not bringing my stuff home. I'm just fucking leaving it here. I'm not doing it, man. I'm not paying 40 bucks. Although I will say this, and it was freaky too. Checking a bag is weirdly liberating at the airport because I usually don't check a bag. So I, and I, as I have a roller bag I'll bring in my, my computer. So your brain is wired in the airport to always have your hand on the handle or to know that. Because I've also done this. Like I've stopped to get a bottle of water and turn around and I'll walk and I'll take like 20 steps and I'll go, sir. And I turn around my fucking roller bag is still at Starbucks. So all of a sudden they think I'm fucking Ted Gazinski. I'm going to fucking blow up a goddamn coffee stand in the middle of LAX. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, I got to run over for they have a dog tackle me and throw some fucking water all over my bag, sink it into a goddamn pool to make sure it's not ticking. My bag's not ticking, I promise. Although I'll tell you what, you charge me fucking $140 each way, my bag might be fucking ticking. I didn't say that. Don't fucking play that for anybody. Don't call the fucking sky cops. Listen to this guy. Hold on, check his bag. I'm not Turkish. Uh, <laughs> so... So I, I spent tons, I mean, so much money. And then um, Ken is super cool. And Ken has picked me up in Buffalo. Ken has picked me up in Toronto. He's just a great guy. And so he sends me a note. Because also, I will tell you this, he's uh, he was looking for stuff to do. And Wednesday, on the day I flew in, there was a, a wrestling match. Like, a, well, not a match, one match, Jesus Christ. Yeah, there was one match. It was five minutes. No, it was a wrestling card. Uh, AEW is a wrestling organization. They were here. It was their first time ever in Toronto. And I had mentioned it to him before, and tickets were fucking outrageous. So then he wrote me, and he's like, hey, um, we're going to go to wrestling because the tickets went down. Like, I totally found good tickets for, for a good price. I said, awesome. I'm, I love it. That's a great plan. So just tell me what I'm doing. And uh, the morning I was going to fly, I got a text from him on, on WhatsApp, and he said, hey, change of plans. Uh, I'm not going to be at the airport. You have to take a city bus. Here's the number. <laughs> and he just, I'd, I'd look, all I saw was city bus. 
And I'm staring at it, and I'm like, oh, fuck this, dude. And it's like, hey, man, you take the city bus, and you get it here. I don't know where you get it in the airport, but then you take it. It's fucking like you take it to the end of the line. It couldn't be easier. You're going to Kipling, and then you're going to get off there. And then uh, let me know when you're there, and I'll pick you up because I it, it makes it easier because it's closer. I don't know if it's closer to the road. I don't know. I don't know. All I know is I, I get that text, and I'm sitting at the desk, and I just go, I don't even want to go on this trip anymore. Like, and, and, and I know it's stupid. I know that's so weird to be. And that's, it, it's, I've said this before. There's an old man in me and I'm trying to kick the fuck out of him as much as I possibly can. But he, he takes over quite a bit and he certainly pokes his fucking head out from his old man fucking not in a tree or whatever the fuck he lives in. And it just, it just I open the thing and it's a city bus and the old man inside me just goes, nah, we're not doing that. Because also, here's the thing. I'm, I'm schlepping luggage. I got a bag, a giant bag that I had to check. It's, and this happened when I went and saw Fearful Jesuit in Oakland. He was like, hey, man. I said, I'm flying into Oakland. He goes, great. Take the BART train. You're going to take these stops, and you might have to transfer, but I don't think you will. And I'm like, fuck you, man. Why don't you pick me up? Why don't you, here's what, better yet, not just pick me up. Why don't you, the day before, take a red carpet and just start walking out of your house and rolling it all the way to the Oakland airport. So then it's there when I get off the fucking plane. I am the fucking talent. I'm getting on a fucking bus. Who the fuck am I? Uh, it's funny. You can't hear Tanya laughing. And I, I'm looking at the computer half the time because I don't want to stare her in the eyes because I can't imagine how fucking weird that would be to be doing a podcast and staring at her because she's just like, why are you looking at me? Um, but I think she's laughing and she keeps rubbing her face. So I think uh, like she says her cheeks hurt. Uh, I don't know if she needs dental work, but or if she's laughing at the show, I'm not sure. But I look up and she's laughing. But you are the weirdest silent laugher. You're not weird, <laughs> but it's like you silently laugh. And I look up and I because I can see her like chest heaving and you're kind of laughing. And she's rubbing her cheeks like, oh my god. Uh, but you haven't heard her laugh once on this fucking program. But I promise you, she has been. Because uh, Jesus Christ, she just uh, whatever. All right, well I'm glad you're here and and you're so nice. But uh, I can't imagine taking time out of your day to come and do this and not laugh. Whatever the fuck. <laughs> um, so Ken's like, take a bus. And and so when and, I, and here's the thing with Jesuit, too. Uh, I was like, fuck this. A fucking bar train. What the fuck? But then I went there, and then I took it, and it was super easy, and I wound up at his house. And and then you go, oh, okay, it's fine. But but the whole buildup, there's the, the thing in my head, and I don't know if it's everybody's like, you have ADD or you have whatever the fuck. Um just the anticipation of all of the things you have to do. And again, when I say all of the things, that means walking out of the airport onto a bus. It's not like I'm driving the fucking bus. I just have to get on the bus. The guy drives and then I get off the bus. How hard is that? It's not hard. But at the same time, for me, pick me up. I'm fucking flying to your country. I'm not even flying to your town. I'm flying to your country. I don't know where anything is. I'm going to walk off a, a pack of Quebecois are going to fucking... To knock me down with oars as they're alouette, jaunty alouetting. I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. It's French. All the signs are different. I, I could get lost in this fucking country. You'll never see me again. Um, so I, I get the thing about the bus and it's like, take this. It's the TDT with the fucking FCC. And you go here and you take this stop. I'm not. And, he, and then he's like, I'm not sure where it is in the airport. You'll have to find it. I'm like, oh, no, God damn it. As if, again, and it's not hard. There's signage everywhere. They don't, it's not like they don't want you to find your way in town. Toronto's not trying to trap you, like, by getting you here and not giving you any signs. Clearly, they want you to thrive and survive. Uh, so, I wrote, and so I, I decided, I sent him a note. And I said, look, I'm happy to do this. 
but you know how my brain works. And the second I saw the word city bus, I was like, I don't even want to go to this fucking wrestling thing anymore. I said, I'm just telling you this because that's, that's who I am. And you know it because you've known me for how long, you know? And I thought I was sharing it with a friend. Uh, Ken, however, uh, thought it was a plea for help. So he instantly wrote me back. He's like, change of plans. I will pick you up at the airport. It's not a problem. I'll get you. It's just in a da da da. And you'll have to wait a little bit, but that's okay. Like, and I know I give off this vibe that I need to be babied by everybody all the time. And that's only because I need to be babied by everybody all the time. That's clearly the only reason I'm giving off this vibe. Um, I don't have to. I, I'm I'm a capable human. And I will tell you again, like I said, when I took the bar train, I felt accomplished. I felt like a grown up. I felt like I had done something. And so I wrote Ken back and I'm like, dude, no, 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 dude, please. I go, we're not going to discuss it again. I'm happily taking the bus. You're, it's amazing you're even coming to Toronto to pick me up and, and letting me stay at your place. I We're cool. And uh, he was he was like, all right. And uh, and then I got off the plane and I asked people where the bus was and they didn't know. And I had to walk around. And it, certainly you get a little bit of a vibe of being a lost child. That's fine. Uh, but eventually you find the signage. You go down, you talk to a guy and he's like, Zoot Allures. And I'm like, hey, where's the uh, train? And he's like, Mared. And I said, oh, my God. It's like, what are you saying, sir? Uh, and then they all point and I wind up and I'm out by the bus stop. And the bus comes every six minutes. I will say I get out to the bus stop and it's not there. What the fuck? Don't you know I'm in town? It's fucking the talent. He's arrived. Uh, but the bus has apparently a schedule that it goes and picks up other people. What the fuck? Uh, so I waited and I texted a photo to Ken so he knew that I was in the right place. Like his like his son had arrived and had a fucking house key pinned to his lapel and all the fucking stewardesses pointed him in the right way. Uh, or stewardesses, whatever they call them in French. So I'm standing at the bus stop, other people waiting, and uh, finally the bus arrives, and I let them on because uh, all I have is a $5 American bill. I don't have I don't have cartoon money. I don't have fucking lonies and Tonys or whatever the fuck they have here. I don't have any of that stuff to go ahead and put in a little container. So now I know I'm going to have to do some heavy duty negotiating with Francois, the driver of the bus. And so I let these people in and they've got all, and I don't know, cause I don't know if they take cards or Apple pay. I don't know. I don't have any fucking clue. I'm not, it's Canada. I don't know what the fuck it is. You know, I might have to barter. I may have to give them some back bacon of some sort to go ahead and, and obtain a seat. I have no idea. Either way, whatever they need, I do not have it. All I have is a picture of Abraham Lincoln that means something in my country, but means fuck all to them. And I, uh, I approach the bus driver trepidatiously and I go, uh, hi, and I'm holding it in my hand. And I go, look, man, all I have is $5 American. And he looks at me. I, I, this is going to be a visual bit that you're not going to get on a podcast. But truthfully, he, he literally just looks up at me and I go, I, do you, I, I just have $5 American. Where does it, does that, is there anything? Do you take cards? And he looks at me and he frowns and he's just like, <sighs> and he uses his hand and he just waves me to the back of the bus. Like, just fucking go, idiot. And, and I look at him and I go, do you want the, do you want the $5? And he, I, and even more, like even with more intensity, get to the back of the fucking bus, like just waving his hand. Come on. I'm closing the door. Dumb American. Get on the fucking bus. And so he doesn't want my five bucks. So uh free bus ride for idiot. It's great. That's how it works. Free bus ride for idiot. Yay. Uh, so I get out and I sit down. Everything's fine. And we ride, and he's quiet and it's uneventful. And I have to go to the Kipling Station, which is the last uh, last stop. 
Uh, we ride, we pull up into whatever, we stop at a bunch of other places, but then we finally stop in this place that looks like it could be Kipling. I don't fucking know. They don't announce anything. And uh, they pull in and everybody else in the bus gets off. So in my brain, I'm like, well, that's a hint. So I get up and I go, <laughs> I go to the fucking guy who uh, I've had previous interaction with. And we've gotten along so well. And I go, hey, is this, uh, is this Kipling station? And with the same furious intensity, he waved me to the back of the bus he sighs and he just waves me off the bus. And I go, well, I, I go, I've been told I have to go to the end of the line. Is this Kipling station or is this the last stop? And he furiously just starts waving his hand like, get off this bus, you fucking idiot. And and he never said a word to me. This guy never said a goddamn word getting on the bus or getting off the bus. He sighed, rolled his eyes and get off, get off. Fucking, and I, I felt like fucking, what a tool bag. I was like, thank you, sir. All right, sir. Walk off, standing, shivering in a country I don't know anything about. And uh, and then and then I'm waiting for fucking Ken. And I see, like, I don't, because I don't even know what he's driving these days. And I see a guy wave from the street below, right? Because we're, we're on a raised platform. We're, we're at the station. So I see a truck and I kind of, a hand waves out of it. And I'm like, oh, that must be Ken. So I go to walk across. Uh, the I walk I cut across where the buses are and I go to walk down the street and a uh, a woman rolls in with a bus behind me a bus not a van not a not a a, a truck uh, you know a, a moving a full size city bus she pulls up and then <laughs> hits the brakes she goes hey where are you going and so now I understand that the bus drivers can speak in this country and I look at her and again. I, I have, I have a fucking, I'm carrying luggage. That's the worst part. If you're just walking, you're like, yeah, I'm cool. I'm walking. You're fucking Tony Monero. But if you got fucking luggage, you always look like a doofus. Like you just do. I'm pulling my roller bag with my pants. I have all my pants in this bag. I can't lose it. I got to make sure I keep my pants because I'm here for a week and I got all kinds of pants. I can't buy any new pants. Brought my American pants, Canada, in this bag I'm towing behind me. My whole life's in this suitcase behind me. Can't lose it. Got to tie it to my belt loop. And I'm so you're like, don't throw up like you fucking Huck Finn with a bindle and a fucking stick like a hobo walking around and a laptop bag over my shoulder. Like, here's my purse. Can't lose it. Got my phone in there and all my cords. Got my cords, my adapters. Got to charge everything up in your country. Wait, do you use the same electricity we do? I'm not sure. Got a bunch of cords, though. Got to make it work. Got a laptop. Got to do a show later for people because people like my show. Why is Bill Cosby in Canada? People like my show, want to do it in Canada. Hey, they got the hosers, listen to the shows. I got my whole pants in a goddamn bag and a laptop around my shoulder. Is Everybody loves it. Uh, and the, the fucking bus, he st- stops a bus, stops a bus, stops all the traffic. People behind her hit the brakes. Hey, where are you going? And again, I'm just like, but towing my life behind me and uh and i just i go i'm going to meet my friend on the street you can't go there like what he's he's right there you can't go down there no entry and i said oh okay she goes i'll wait i'm like what do you mean she goes i'll wait till you go across you got to go downstairs and out so buses are behind her piling up and she puts her hand out the window like hold on This stupid person is ruining everything. I'll be with you in a second. And I 
and stupid me, I don't take the hint. Like, I should just go, okay. But I go, he's right there. Like, I can see him. He's waving. My friend is there. He's a stone's throw away. And she's like, no, you got to go in and down and out. And so then I got to turn tail, again, holding all of my possessions as closely as I possibly can so that I'd stolen by some Canadian rogue. So fucking Dave Schultz of the Flyers doesn't come by and crack me in the mouth with a fucking cross check and steal my goddamn bag. I got to go ahead and stay safe. And again, we all think Canada's are pussies. We're like, ah, Canada's a pussy country. I don't know. And I can't lose this suitcase. Who the fuck knows? Some ruffians will show up. I don't want ruffians. We don't have ruffians in America. They got ruffians in Canada. Fucking handlebar mustaches and toques. I don't want that fucking guy's rolling me for my pants. So I fucking walk into the station. And, and so I turn tail and I got to walk. And she's, she's just waving her hand out at the other buses. And one bus like lets out a honk. And I don't know if, look, I don't know if you've ever heard a bus horn. I don't think I'd ever in my life heard a bus horn up to that point. But it, it's, it couldn't be more obnoxious if I had somehow stopped a steamship from pulling into port. And then they're honking at her, and she's just like waving. That's okay. There's an idiot. He's, he's an idiot. She's waving at the bus. The bus is honking at her. So now they're off in a different fight, and I'm just shuffling across Canadian soil like a cartoon turtle with a fucking bag full of all of my possessions and two Hershey bars. Yay! I brought I brought American Hershey bars into Canada, I'm waiting to get fucking pinched. Can't have these guys. I can't have the ruffians steal my Hershey bars and my pants. Oh, no. I've got four squeezes of a toothpaste tube left. That's too valuable. I couldn't possibly lose it. Uh, Fucking making my way across the street. And Ken's just there waving. He's waving at me. The other bus is waving at her. She's fucking everybody's waving. (laughs) Fucking horn blowing. People looking at me and they're just like, fucking Americans. Made my way across, went down and out, like she said, found Ken. Uh, and then he's like, what are you, why were you going that way? I'm like, fuck, dude, what you saw what happened? You're nine bus horns, people waving. It looked like a fucking, it, 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 I look like an escaped fucking criminal and they just found me. They're setting off all kinds of fucking different alarms. It was fucking insane. <sighs> but I made it across and I made it into Ken's car. And, uh, and then we went to wrestling <laughs> Uh, now Ken is a, he's just, Ken's just great. And I'll, here's what I'll say about Ken. Ken's, uh, Tanya, just uh, jump in here. If you think I'm incorrect, Ken is a, a bit of a man's man. Ken's more, Ken, uh, in a, in a previous life, Ken would have just been a lumberjack who lived in the woods <laughs> and, uh, and didn't care about stuff, uh, like people's feelings. He's just that kind of guy. And, uh, you know, he's a cop here, uh, and he's just. He's just a dude like I and look, I, I like to think that I'm a guy too. sometimes like I mean, I'm like, yeah, I'm a meathead fucking idiot guy, but I understand I have some sort of predilections. I got some peccadillos. I got anything else that begins with P. I got all of those things. Um, So Ken is like, he's just like, you should have just come down the hill. And I'm like, they, they were honking and waving. And he's like, you know, I, was, I was right here. You should. I'm a dude. What the fuck? What do you want me to do? Also, I'm in Canada. I don't know the rule. If there's some jaywalking death sentence. I got no fucking idea. Uh, but again, but again, but he, he's only busting balls. That's, that's the thing I do like about hanging out with Ken is he busts balls. He's like a fucking, again, he's like a guy and all of my friends are comedians and, and we're all precious. We're all just precious guys. We just are. I get pedicures for fuck's sake. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm that guy. And Ken would just think I was a fucking idiot for it. And so he literally goes, oh, he goes, man, I got to wait here for you. Like you're some kind of princess. 
And uh, and that is now, I'm, I've been here now like four days, five days. And uh, that's the theme, apparently, is that I'm a princess because I like things that are nice. Because Ken is, is it's like living in a polar bear's house. You know what I mean? It's like there's, he's got a dog and he's got fucking guns and he's got all that kind of shit. And I want shampoo. And so apparently that makes me some sort of queer. And I'm like, wait a minute, man. That's nothing wrong with that. I just want, I mean, I said to him when I got to town, I go, hey, man, I need, I actually need to get toothpaste. I probably only have like a few. And he's like, oh, yeah, no problem. And, uh, and then we never went. We've never been. I have not gone for toothpaste once. Tanya brought me toothpaste. She had to bring me like four days later. Now, to his credit, he did text me once. And he, he was out and he's like, what kind of toothpaste do you use? And I don't, again, like I just said, this guy would brush his teeth with bark. I don't want to trust this guy picking my toothpaste. Uh, and so I was just, and so luckily I went into his, I went, because he had like, there was tooth powder in his fucking, I, look, I didn't even know that existed. I, I think maybe he invented it. I don't know what the fuck it is. Uh, but then I realized uh, I, there was a drawer there, too, because his, uh, his kids also live here. And there was a Colgate and there was a Crest. So there were some name brands, which was nice. I was excited. So I've been using Colgate. Do I sound different? <laughs> <laughs> How's my mouth sound? I've been, I've been treating it with Colgate all week long. Um, so, yeah, so I'm a princess. And, uh, and, and that has been a running theme that's been going on. So I got in his car. We went to the wrestling. And he had not seen this kind of wrestling now, AEW, there, there's WWE and there's AEW. Now, AEW is kind of a, uh, I would call it a modern wrestling organization in that they, uh, they you know, there's different moves. They take a lot of influence from the indies in Japan. There's a lot of workers that you might not have heard of that are fucking amazing. And a mix of guys from other places that are famous and then guys who are going to be famous, that sort of thing. But also, it's wrestling. So parts of it are inherently stupid. It's just wrestling. It's the way it is. And Ken was ready for that. Ken's just like, oh, I love wrestling. It's just fucking dumb and guys hitting each other. But he he remembers wrestling, I think, from like the 80s and 90s with like Stone Cold and uh, girls showing their tits and a lot of girls in thongs like fake wrestling and uh, big burly fucking guys named Hacksaw just fucking punching guys over and over. Well, these dudes are more like gymnasts at this AEW. It's fucking amazing what they do. There's a there's brawlers and stuff like that, but there's also guys who fly through the air. There's a bunch of crazy... There might as well be a trapeze among the ring half the time. There's luchadors and ladders and tables and shit. It's fucking fun, uh, but it's different. Uh, perhaps the most different thing is with wrestling, you never know what's going to get over. You know, you never know what fans are going to respond to, so they'll do nonsense things. Uh, like when you look at The Rock... When he was wrestling Dwayne Johnson, for those of you that don't know, what if you didn't know? What if you just like, I like Dwayne Johnson. You're like, oh, you mean The Rock? Who's The Rock? Uh, that would be strange. But uh, Dwayne Johnson was a wrestler named The Rock. Okay. And uh, he invented a move called the People's Elbow. And it was the dumbest thing in the world. He literally would get his opponent down and then he'd look at the crowd and the crowd would go crazy and he would pull his elbow pad off, which indicated the people's elbow was coming. And everybody was like, whoa. And his opponent, of course, still frozen in terror and also injured, laid there waiting for the people's elbow to be dropped upon him. And then the rock would wave back and forth and he would run and hit one ropes and then he'd run and hit the other ropes and then he would stop and he would do this long wind up and then he would just drop an elbow on the guy's shoulder like it was going to damage him in any way. It was just fun because that's the kind of thing that gets over with wrestling fans. It's nonsense, right? Well, there are some wrestlers in... Is that Moose? Yeah. What's he doing? Is he scrambling? Uh, did I mention there was a dog here? Did I tell them that? I don't know. I've done nine different versions of this fucking show. I have no idea if you know there's a dog. Uh, Tanya, you're so prim and proper. Do you want to get a sandwich or something? This is terrible that you've been held prisoner by audio. You're just sitting there like, yeah, no, this is all right, I guess, sort of. I want to leave, but I can't. 
Um, you would you like to use the restroom? Would you want to go and do that? I can fill time while you're away, while you're going. Uh, you have several beverages. You've got uh, coffee. You've got a water. Um, I feel like there's some sort of. It's like you're on a plane. There was service. They gave me coffee. They gave me water. Would you like some nuts? I have a small bag of nuts. You can have. That that is that sounded terrible, and I mean to take that back. I'm going to take that off the table. I do not have a small bag of nuts for you. Don't ask. Um, all right. Well, if you need to if you need to do something, I know my opening rant made it sound like you're not allowed to have your own life while I'm doing a show. But please feel free to go do whatever you'd like. Uh, she was deathly afraid because the bathroom is it's got to be what 15 feet away, and she's just like they're going to hear me, and I'm like, what are you talking about? They're not even listening to me. They're going to hear you fucking in the background. It's not going to happen. And turn the sink on. But it's even worse because you go use the bathroom. Turns I'll be like, oh, my God, did you guys hear that? Holy shit. What a fucking fire hose this chick is. Man, it was a small coffee and a bottle of water. That's it? That's what happened? She thought you turned the sink on and we wouldn't hear anything. Oh, my God. She's like a fire hose in there. She's chipping porcelain. What the fuck? We're going to have to apologize to Ken that you broke his toilet with that flow. Uh-huh. So that's why. So if you want to go to the restroom, please, we won't hear you. And I certainly won't bring it up. Uh, clearly. Clearly, I'm not going to talk about it. Uh, so in this wrestling organization, there's a, uh, a tag team called The Acclaimed. And uh, it's a guy named Max Caster and another guy, Anthony Bowen, maybe? I don't remember off the top of my head. Uh, and that's kind of, unfortunately, I should, I mean, I need to know this for the story. Um, I don't pay this. I don't pay that close attention to it. All right. I just know that there's this tag team called the acclaimed and they are affiliated with a guy named Billy Gunn who uh, he used to wrestle in the WWE and he was a part of a group called Degeneration X where it was like Shawn Michaels and Triple H and the road dog and Billy Gunn and X-Pac and Billy Gunn uh, was known as Mr. Ass. And he had it on his trunks, Mr. Ass. That was the whole deal. I don't, I, I don't, he had a, his finishing move was the fame asser. I don't know. I could not tell you the origins of the Mr. Ass moniker. I don't know. But everybody knows him as Mr. Ass, but because he's in a different league now, he can't be Mr. Ass because I think WWE, as embarrassing as it sounds for a corporation, owns the trademark on Mr. Ass. Now, I don't know if they keep it just to keep it out of the hands of the nefarious Billy Gunn, or if they intend on appointing another Mr. Ass in the future. But they own Mr. Ass and Billy Gunn can't use it. So to get around these rules, to skirt this sort of trademark infringement, uh, for some reason, Billy Gunn is now daddy ass. And it started out because his sons wrestle in AWA, AEW, I should say. And uh, it's like Colton Gunn and Austin Gunn. They're his, ki- they're his kids. And they're just called the guns, but they should be called like the loaded guns, right? They should have a cool ass name. But they're just the guns. But here's my favorite part. Like, Billy Gunn was with them, okay? And then the acclaimed, he started working with the acclaimed. He got over with them. Like, his sons are rudderless. They have no manager. They don't have a, they don't have a dad anymore because their dad is with the acclaimed because he's super famous and everybody goes crazy for them. Uh, so he was daddy ass because he was with the boys. And so people, as an insult, would call him daddy ass. Oh, whatever, daddy ass. Because And they were the ass boys. That's another thing. They call the sons the ass boys. It's a terrible thing. It's pro wrestling. But please, it's not sophisticated in any way, shape, or form. Uh, and yet, I still enjoy bits and pieces of it. So uh, he winds up leaving the ass boys behind, and he becomes part of the acclaimed, and now he's daddy ass. And I, I, truthfully, again, Max Caster is a guy in the acclaimed, and he raps on his way to the ring. And he'll rap about stuff. He actually made fun of your friend uh, Trudeau, or Trudeau, 
whatever however you say it here, uh, and got a huge applause from the Toronto people. But they, another thing to do with the acclaimed is one of the members of the acclaimed is gay, and he's out and gay because look, there's a lot of wrestlers who are probably gay, uh, and for a long time that was a kind of a taboo thing. You know, I can't, can't even lift my foot on the stool. It was crazy. I don't think I'm insane. Uh, but but this guy's out and proud. Like he's out and gay and proud, and it's and it's great. And so he and Max Caster, I think it's Anthony Bowen, I believe. And so they're the acclaimed, and somehow they've teamed up with with Mister Ass. Or I'm sorry, now Daddy Ass. And and I I don't know the origin of it. You'll have to Google it. But somehow they came up with a handshake. I don't know if it was an insult at first, and then they, it actually became a real thing. But one of the wrestlers went, oh, scissor me, daddy. And he put his hands out like in the in the Star Trek, like that, you know, the live long and prosper sign or whatever, or even, or even just like, I don't know, whatever the fuck. And he held his hand out like that, and Billy Gunn was like, he, he scissored him. And it was like a bad guy thing to do. But the crowd, he, he so they attached their hands together like that. You, if you both make that symbol and you go like this, you say you, you can't see, you go like this. You can't see a fucking thing. But if you if you make the the live long and prosper thing with both your hands and put them together, they're doing it as a handshake, right? So I think it was a bad guy thing or it was a stupid thing to do. But then for some fucking reason, the wrestling fans loved it. They fucking loved it. So they started whenever he uh, the guy would go scissor me, daddy. And the fans would go crazy. So then the fans started yelling, scissor me, scissor me, scissor me. And then they started calling him daddy ass. So they're like, scissor me, daddy ass. Scissor me, daddy ass. And then they would scissor. And they do now like this long buildup where they'll be like, they'll hold up their hand and be like, oh. And the crowd's like, oh. And they're like, scissor me, daddy ass. And they just fucking, they hold their hands out. And they're like, ah. Oh. They connect them. And, uh. And so I know this stuff. I know, I know this is a thing, and I know it's going to happen. And I know that the crowd is into it. And so the the fans to the song, you know, you ever know the song Seven Nation Army by the White Stripes? They start chanting, Oh, scissor me, daddy. Oh, scissor me, daddy. And they sell T-shirts that say, scissor me, daddy ass, with the fucking handshake on it. And it's it's dumb. It's an incredibly stupid thing that has gotten over. Ken doesn't know about this. So Ken is expecting big fucking dudes named Abdullah the Butcher making people bleed with forks. He's expecting old school wrestling that he grew up with. And all of a sudden, this fucking tag team's out of the back with a rap about Trudeau. And then the fans start chanting, scissor me daddy ass. And they start scissoring the daddy. And the one dude's hopping around in pink trunks and they're all fucking going crazy. And he's just looks at me like, the fuck is happening? Like, what is happening? And I'm just like, I go, it's, and I try, and the worst part though, imagine that breakdown I just gave you. Imagine trying to explain to somebody in fucking two minutes what scissor me daddy ass means and why it got over. I mean, I, I have the luxury of at least taking five minutes to tell you what it is, but he and I are sitting there and he's watching it unfold. Like now I've told you about it. You can go Google it and watch it. You'd be like, oh, okay. I know exactly what's happening. It's happening to him. It's like if you were in the middle of a tornado and somebody goes, what the fuck is happening? And you go, okay, sometimes a weather system occurs where the hot water, cold water and the fucking the air or whatever. And you had to explain what a tornado was, why you were spinning around in a van. You know what I mean? Like fucking. So that's it. He's caught in this maelstrom of scissor me daddy. And he's just looking at me and he's like, oh, that's a, that's a little different. And I'm like, it is certainly. Uh, and, and then there was another thing too when you see a live wrestling show so he 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 survived it but it was pretty weird i mean dude when we were leaving when we left 
An hour later, hour and a half, we're outside and the fans are like, oh, scissor. They're singing on their own. And he's just like, oh, they're singing it out here too? I'm trying to do Ken, my, I'm trying to get a Ken impression. Oh, he's, he's very Canadian. He talks like this. Uh, yeah, so he was, but he was, I mean, he didn't, you know, he's not mad at it. But at the same time, he's just like, what the fuck is happening? And I'm just like, ah, it's scissor me daddy ass. It's a thing and there's a guy. And then there's a gay dude and then a rapper. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, that doesn't even sound like a sporting event. Well, there was a gay dude and a rapper and a guy named Daddy Ass. He used to be Mr. Ass, but he can't do that anymore. And then his kids are here. And then there's a scissor and they do it. And a scissor me daddy and the fans. And it's like, I it just, it just, it sounds like the ramblings of a lunatic. Like just this, this guy in a mental home. And they're just like, what happened to you? Uh, I don't know. It was a gay guy and a fucking scissoring and a daddy ass and a t-shirt. And then a fucking guy came out and rapped about Trudeau. It just, it just sounds like it, it, you're describing nothing. Like you're just a bunch of words. <laughs> and then later on, because it's the live show, they're also promoting stuff for this week. That's the whole deal. It's like a, it's a soap opera. It's all fucking wrestling is. So John Moxley, who you may remember in WWE, uh, boy, I can't even remember his fucking name there. Uh, and he was part of the Shield, and uh, <clears throat> and he was there with Hangman Adam Page, and again the new wrestling hangman Adam page is uh, depressed. He has anxiety and he deals with it, you know, in his promos and stuff. And he talks about it and he's open and it's a very commendable thing. He's brought his real life stuff into his wrestling character. And then they've written stories around it where he's had these crises of conscience where he's like, am I good enough? Am I, and can I do this? And then there's a whole group called the dark order who are like, yes, you're good enough. And they've built him up. And over the course of a whole year, they built him up and then he won the championship. It was amazing. Uh, and then there was a bunch of stuff and then he lost the championship in like three weeks. I mean, it was fucking terrible. So now he's rebuilding himself and he's like, I'm anxious and I don't know what to do here. And I am, he was being disrespected by John Moxley. And he's like, you know what? You think I'm a boy. You think I'm a little boy and I'm a man. I'm a man. I'm here to take this title. And it's like, and it's, you know, it's a 15 minute promo and fucking Ken is just like a lot of talking. eh?" And I'm like, yeah, a lot of talking. That's what they do. And it's in wrestling. That's what they do now. A lot of chatter, especially on a live show. Uh, but he was a trooper and he got through it and he bought the biggest bag of popcorn I've ever seen in my goddamn life. And it was the saltiest popcorn too. It was like fucking brutal. But I couldn't stop eating it when it was salty. So I'm just shoveling it in my mouth over and over. I ate half, I must have eaten three quarters of the fucking bag. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know why he got it. Um, yeah, so we went, So after, and then after that we took trains and streetcars. Dude, fucking Wednesday was, he said to me, he looks, finally he looks at me and he goes, hey man, you've got plane trains and automobiles for you today. I'm like, fuck yeah. It was crazy. I, I you know, Oswaldo to the plane, to the fucking bus, to to, John, to Ken's car, to the streetcar, to the subway. Oh no, we took the subway first, the streetcar. Uh, let me get it. Like, I will tell you this, man. I, you know, I'm from LA. There's homeless people abounding. I mean, they're all over the fucking place. It is it is a problem. It is an issue, and it's something they really need to get, to fix. I have I haven't seen any homeless people in Toronto or Kitchener or wherever we've been. And and I said, are they here? And he's like, yeah, they're they they're here. You're just not seeing them or whatever. And I don't know if they're underground or what the fuck. But then on the last fucking subway train of the night, we got on, and uh, it was it was good to know that Canada had some America in it. Because we got on this train and there was a dude and he was stretched out on three seats. All right, in the subway, you get on, there's these priority seats. There's like three together, they're blue. And then there's the red seats that are all kind of back to back. Well, he was stretched out, his body was stretched out on three blue seats. And then his feet were on the red seat. 
Have I mentioned he took his shoes off and his bare feet were on the red seat? Now, this guy obviously was clearly, I, I don't think he was homeless. I don't know what the fuck was wrong with him, but his feet needed some work. I remember I mentioned pedicures a second ago. This poor guy. I mean, he's, this guy needs to save 60 bucks and get a goddamn pedicure or whatever the fuck you have in this country. 60 woolies or whatever the fuck you guys would need to get a pedicure. Uh, but his feet were disgusting and then they were out and then he was laying there. He's sleeping, like completely sleeping, hat pulled down over his eyes. But then this is the best part. He's wearing a brand new Austin Matthews Toronto Maple Leafs hockey sweater. Those are fucking 200 bucks. What the, how, what the fuck? How much begging did you do? And then he could have got an apartment. Dude, you could, you, you could have had a, a roof. But that's how much they love hockey in this country. Guy went out and got a fucking Austin Matthews jersey. Good for him. Fucking awesome. Uh, and unfortunately, he has to sleep. And then we had, we went to the end of the line, and we all got off. He just stayed there sleeping. So I might mean, assume all night he's just going to ride back and forth and sleep with his fucking feet out and terrify everybody. Feet are fucking awful. Because I, I even, even part of me was like, because, oh, and the best part, the cop and Ken came out. So we're, he's like sleeping on the be- the bench, right? And then uh, after finding like two or three stops, and people like couldn't sit down or whatever, and we offered seats to people, and they didn't take them. And, and finally, Ken's like, "Hey, stomping on the floor. Hey, he's like, he's trying to get his attention, and he doesn't want to get it. He doesn't want to tap him on the fucking head and go, dude. Because I've been with I've been with Ken when he's done cop shit before, in in the guise of a regular dude. You know what I mean? He's holding a spatula, and he's just like, hey, you can't fucking ride on the street. Get off the fucking road. You know what I mean? He'll because when we were into the fucking tournament that uh. Where was Kim, whatever the fuck? Go for the soda guy. Last time I was here, that open air fucking, it was a, there was a tent and a beer garden. You can talk. Where, where were we? Uh, like a blues fest or something. Yeah. And we were there. Now Kim, Kim Mitchell. Kim Mitchell was there, the go for the soda guy. And Ken was, he was working too. But then when he wasn't working, even when he wasn't working, he's like, hey, he can't stand here. Get out of here. He just, it's just in him to be just, shoo, what the fuck? What are you doing? Go. Uh, and so he want he wanted that guy's attention, and the guy refused to play game. Like he stayed like <sighs> like Mo from the Three Stooges or Shemp. He's like beep 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 beep. Can't hear you. Beep 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 beep. I have a very expensive jersey on. It's blocking my hearing. And Ken's just like hey hey hey, stop on the fucking ground. But he so he if he would have got the guy's attention, he would have gone fucking sit up, put your shoes on, uh, straighten up, clean up your act. <laughs> but he didn't. The guy didn't even fucking look up at him. And I was just like, ah, oh, damn it. Um, but yeah, I, so I, it's just been Canada time, man. And Tanya, then we saw Tanya and her husband and we went to, uh, we went to a restaurant called Beamer's Warung, right? Beamer's? Be- I say it wrong every time. Yeah, me too. I don't know the name of it, but it's fucking amazing. I, I, I tagged it. There's a, a, a photo of us eating. Uh, and, and cause they have like fucking elk. They get all sorts of weird shit. They had bison oso buco. Here's what I did. That's a mistake I fucking made. I ordered halibut because it had a halibut and pork belly. And because I wanted the snake beans. No, you got the snake beans. She got snake beans with her meal. Uh, I should have gotten the uh, bison oso buco. How many times did you get a chance to get bison oso buco? God damn it. Uh, so I messed up that order. Um, but we went to Bima's and then uh, we wound up watching the Phillies. Dude, dude, dude. Uh, Phillies are in the playoffs. I don't know if you're aware of this. And the Phillies are winning in the playoffs. I don't know if you're aware of this. So we wound up watching the game here Friday and Saturday. Saturday, Dude, Saturday was brutal. I went to the farmer's market in the daylight with uh, with Ruben, because it's Ruben's week. You know, that was Ruben was here for his special week. Ruben, Tanya, and uh, and Mike. Dude, there was a line for apple fritters. 
you would have sworn they were giving out gold bars. I mean, holy fuck. And it's cold. It was like, it was probably like 35 degrees and pissing rain and fucking these people are just, the, and the line kept getting longer because like Tanya was like, wow, look at this line. And then Mike came out and he goes, wow, look at this line. And there was 10 more people in it. And the room was like, I can't believe the sign for Apple Fritters. And it was bending around the, the building. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Every time somebody pointed it out, it was just getting longer. Um, and I, and then we got in and I wanted them because Tanya was like, oh, yeah, they just dump apples in a batter and they fry them. And I'm like, that doesn't sound like an apple fritter. That sounds awful. Uh, and then it looked like that's what they were doing. We watched them do it. They just took apples and they put it. And I don't know if the batter's just thick and pillowy or whatever the fuck. I don't know. But it also comes with ice cream or whatever the fuck, whipped cream. So maybe that's, that does the heavy lifting because the apples aren't sweet. I don't have any idea. Um but it's a market where they got all sorts of different food. They had like Native American foods. They had pea meal bacon. Uh, oh, fuck. They had a fucking British food stand. And uh, and they were selling pasties. I like a pasty. Who doesn't like a pasty, right? So I walk up and I go, uh, uh, you know, and Ruben, I said, you want one? He goes, yeah, I'll take a corned beef pasty. And I said, great. I go, these are okay at uh, like at room temperature? She goes, oh, yeah. I go, are they cooked? And she goes, well, you just you can cook them later if you want. But yeah, they're fine. They're absolutely. People eat them right out of the case. I'm like, great. I take a cheese and onion one. She gives me a cheese and onion one. We take four steps away. I bite into it. It's fucking half frozen. It's fucking cold. Ruben's eating frozen corned beef. He literally shows us there's frost in the middle of it. And he's just mowing through it like a fucking badger. I'm like, what are you doing, man? He's like, it's fine. It's totally fine. I took three bites of mine and I threw it out. What a monster. And I, and I mean, if you came home and you heated it up, but also here's the thing, it had cheese and onion, but it also had potatoes in it. You can't serve cold mashed potatoes. That's fucking awful. That's just glue. You're just eating glue at that fucking point. Uh, so I tossed that and then I got the pea meal bacon sandwich and that was grim. Dude, nobody's doing anything right. We're having a lot of food problems here. Uh, except for at Beamer's Warum, where we ate a fucking gazelle. It was fucking delicious. Uh, went to the farmer's park and went to an escape room. That was fun. And we escaped. Uh, Ruben and Tresha, our friend Tresha, who I mentioned earlier, she was, they're like, no hints, no hints at all. And, uh, seven minutes, we're still handcuffed to the wall. The phone rings in the escape room. He's like, you guys want a little hint? Ruben's like, no, but I'm like, dude, we can't fucking get off the wall. And here's another thing too. You have to hand your cuff yourself to the wall, right? I, I'm, I have to do it yourself. I'm doing it myself. I put, I squeezed it so fucking tight. Like I was. Like I was busting myself. Like I was like so mad. Like I had hit me. Like I was a cop and I had hit myself in the face and I decided to fucking tighten the cuffs for extra punishment. I'm doing it my own. I can put it on loose, but I fucking squeeze it on. And I'm, so then I can't even turn my wrist to get to the keyhole to fucking escape the cuffs. What a mess. And they had candy like hidden in the thing and we had fucking blood and uh, they voted against having spooky guys come out and yell at us because Tanya's scared all the time. But it was uh, it was fun, man. We, went to, we escaped the escape room with five minutes not to spare. They gave us an extra five minutes. Shut up. Don't judge us. We still got the fuck out. Uh, but then we went to Ken's house for a cookout. He smoked a bunch of meat. And then we watched baseball for 72 hours in a row. We watched the Phillies. And then we turned on. There was an 18 inning game between the Mariners. And the, nobody scored. So it was all boring. And like Tresha and Ken don't like. Ken, who I'm staying with, loves sports. Tresha and Ken do not. And they were so nice because they were on the love seat. And uh, just talking and having fun. But also... Tresha, like, I think I was falling asleep at one point, Tresha, because the game, there was nothing going on in the fucking game. It was brutal. Uh, but, and I've been hitting a wall. I've been doing this weird thing where, like, I don't know if it's the it's the weather because it's cold here, which is awesome, or it's just because it gets dark here now at 5.30. Six o'clock, man. I, I wind up, like, yawning and feeling fucking weird. Like, I want to pass out. It's crazy. I don't, I don't know. I know what your fucking country has. Fucking sleeping pill. You guys pumping in a gas? Maybe that's what it is. That's why everybody's so nice here. They pump in a fucking gas that keeps everybody fucking happy and sleepy. 
But it was great. I've got uh, what, three more days. We got a movie we're going to. We're going to. Uh, I'm going to the Hockey Hall of Fame. I'm excited. I got a Team Canada toque. I'm going to try to make sure it doesn't rape anybody. Um, they're having they're having some issues up here with Team Canada. Apparently, a few years ago. Uh, well, you know how it is. Guys have a couple of drinks, and then inevitably one person goes into a room she shouldn't. And hey, look, it's the entire core of defensive men, and they're trying to go ahead and lock the door. That doesn't make any sense. Why is every left wing in Canada in this room? I just wanted to use the phone. Click. Uh, it's a terrible thing. Certainly we shouldn't make light of it, but yeah, I just did, and here you go. Uh, and I will be back in America in a few days. And look, you're all very kind to uh, to tolerate me. Tanya, I know you're super quiet. Was this okay? It was awesome. You sure? All right. I don't know. And are people going to be mad at me? Because that was another thing. Because I think Ken was mad that I didn't do it with him here. Uh, I hope he wasn't. I feel bad. You can do another one tomorrow. I, You know what? I actually thought about doing I was like, because stupid me. I'm like, I'll do one every time. I'm, every day I'm in Canada, I'll do one. But I mean, what the fuck am I going to talk about besides nothing? And it's not very often I can have Jamie Gumtrick and Cher into a van, right? That's not going to happen every time I fucking talk. Um, so here you go. There's a Canadian. We got through it. I think we did We did better than the last time I was in Canada. Certainly when I wanted to open a fucking van on the plane home because nobody liked me anymore. Uh, I will do, I will be back in town this week. Uh, this this show is straddling the line. I know it's a week and a half late, and then I, I there should be a show Thursday, but I'm flying Thursday, I'll tell you that. So, uh, so yeah, if I'm flying Thursday, I can't record, but uh, I'll record Friday and I'll see if Lily wants to be involved and I don't know if she can or she can't. I hope you guys have enjoyed those shows. Uh, should I do plugs? I guess yeah. I should do plugs, right? Yeah, I guess you guys can do that. Is there anything else to, uh, there's more Canada stuff? I don't know. I don't know what people want to hear. Oh, I'll tell you this fucking story. You know what? Why not? Because we, uh, because it ties in. We talk about baseball. First of all, the Phillies are fucking winning. How great is it, Tanya? Good. No. It's great. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, you're fucking, you're, you're Blue Jays are at home. You're a Phillies fan now, right? You're wearing red. Uh, so the Phillies are advancing. They're playing the Padres. And uh, like, I knew they were going to be playing in California no matter if they won. So I was like, well, the Dodgers would be close, but the Padres would be more fun. But also that's 135 miles on, you know, a 270 run trip. But now it turns out I'm here for for the first two games. So I couldn't go to those games anyway. So hopefully the Phillies win it in five. But if there's a game six or seven, I may consider going to the Padre game. I don't know. But I went to see the Padre game uh, the last weekend of the season. The Sox were in San Diego. And so Lenny and I, we went, we had, um, uh, he, he wound up getting a hotel. And he has a friend who has season tickets to the Padres and they're amazing seats. They're like fucking 15 rows behind the home plate. They're fucking incredible. And in the beginning of the season, the guy gave him the tickets in like April or May. And he goes, hey, man, the White Sox are there. And we all thought the White Sox were going to be great. And we're like, oh, my God, last weekend of the season, the White Sox might clinch. They're getting ready for the playoffs. And the Padres are supposed to be good. It'll be a dogfight. should be great. Well, then the Sox were fucking terrible all week. They were just, you know what they were? They were daddy ass. They were terrible. They were daddy ass all year. And so uh, so the games were just playing out the string. But the Padres were going to clinch. The Padres were still ready for the playoffs. And the Phillies were in a dogfight, too. Now, it was important. The Brewers were kind of key. Like, the Phillies and the Padres were both ahead of the Brewers. And we, we both needed the Brewers to lose. So we're at the game on uh, Sunday. And if the Phillies won, they would clinch a tie. And if the Brewers lost the Phillies would be in the playoffs. And if the Brewers lost anyway, the Padres would be in the playoffs. Or no, I was going to cut the Phillies magic number to one. But the Padres would be in the playoffs if the Brewers won. So Lenny's like, about the third inning, he goes, hey man, do you want to watch the end of the Brewers game? Because I have it on my phone. I said, yes, that'd be great. So he pulls up MLB TV and I'm watching it. And people are paying attention in the stands on their phones and I'm watching mine. And uh, the guy behind me is watching the game over my shoulder. 
And it's kind of fuzzy, the picture, you know, because the Wi-Fi in the park is a little funky and whatever. And uh, the guy goes, oh, man, the Wi-Fi is terrible. And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, well, you know, you can if you just sign out of Wi-Fi, uh, you can just use the, the regular phone. And it'll be a totally a much more clear picture. I go, well, that's I go, that's fine. I can see it, you know, as long as I can see what's going on. I'm holding the TV and he's looking over my shoulder. And uh, and then we get a clear photo, a clear picture. And then it goes funky again and a clear and funky back and forth. And then it goes funky. and He goes, guy, I'm telling you, if you turn off the Wi-Fi, it's going to be perfectly clear. Like, you can just go ahead and use your use the bars from the phone. It's totally fine. You don't need to use the Wi-Fi in the park. And I go, I understand. I go, but I, you know, right. It's fine right now. I can see it. We're good. You know, it's 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 the last inning. So we're OK. Or the second to last, the bottom of the eighth. He's like, okay. He's like, okay. And it gets a little screwy and then it kind of freezes and he goes, look, it's frozen. I'm telling you, if you turn the Wi-Fi off. And so I, I, I don't like, I, I get anxious. I, I just do that. I have it in me where I get anxiety, where I think, am I doing the wrong thing here? Like I'm trying to help. And, and so I go, all right, well, and I go, it's not my phone. And he goes, well, it's, it just turned the Wi-Fi off. I go, it's not my, I don't know where that, where that is. It's in the settings. So then I did. I got out of the MLB TV and I went to look for the settings. But Lenny's phone is fucking ridiculous. He's got four pages of apps and fucking stuff. And I have all my stuff compartmentalized on one page. So I'm looking for settings and I can't find it anywhere. And I'm scrolling through because my settings is right at the top. And I'm looking and I'm going through. And uh, the guy goes, uh, (laughs) and I'm not a bad person. All right. But the guy just goes, uh, hey, man, just swipe down from the top. Swipe down from the top. And I go, no, I'm, I'm, I'll find it. Give me a second. I'm going to go back. And he goes, if you, you just go to the top right. He goes, here, give me the phone. I'll show you. And I'll, then you'll never forget. And I go, or, or you could fucking buy MLB TV and get off my fucking back. <laughs> and because he's, he's behind my right shoulder and his girlfriend is sitting behind me because I'm, and I'm holding the phone <laughs> And I, all I want to see is the end of the brewery. I don't give a fuck. I'm not trying to, you know, I, but it was like, dude, I don't work for you. And you're making me anxious by asking me this stuff and staying in my kitchen and telling me to do this and that and this and that. And then you want me to give you my, my brother's phone to you so you can show me how to get into the fucking guts of it? Fuck off, man. Who the fuck do you think you are? And he fucking, he, he like leaned back like wide eyed. He's like, I, I, I was just trying to help. And I go, yeah, you're not helping. And he goes, oh, okay, okay. And looks at his girlfriend, gone. Gone, leave. <laughs> leave. Just fucking bailed. Just got up and split. Because again, now they think I'm the fucking psycho. Dude, you won't leave me alone. You're just like, you're fucking do this, do that, do this, fix this, fix that. I, it's not, I'm not here to give you a perfect fucking picture. And also, think of the miracle of this fucking technology. We're sitting in a ballpark watching a live Major League Baseball game, and I have a device the size of a piece of bread that's showing me another game from fucking 3,000 miles away, live. Who cares if it's fucking fuzzy? Or, 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 you can get your own fucking MLB TV and get off my fucking back. <laughs> I was, and it was just, it wasn't even like I planned, I was just like fucking, I snapped because... When you get put under pressure of, of anxiety and doing stuff where you're just like, I don't, well then, but then I can't, because then I feel stupid. Like you've seen it on Twitch. When I'm, I can't figure out the volume stuff and I, I just want to throw everything in the garbage. I, it's this anxiety thing where I just, if it's not perfect, it's wrong. 
And I'm, I was trying to accept the fact that it's a fuzzy picture and I can still see it and who cares? And he's insisting on it being this unbelievable quality. It's got to be better than this. And I don't know you. I don't work for you. We haven't even commiserated. You haven't high-fived me over the game yet. You haven't said, are you a Phillies fan? All of a sudden, I'm just a TV stand holding the phone for you, motherfucker. And I'm not that guy. I was for like five minutes. And then finally, it was like, fuck off, dude. I will elbow you in the fucking face in front of your girlfriend right now. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm trying not to be mad or upset, but it was like, it just, it, and it's funny because I see it in my nieces now, like my, my niece, uh, I had to take them once they were going to nightmare before Christmas, a live thing. And they couldn't find their tickets. They had them on the phone and then they're trying to sign into the Ticketmaster app and Lenny's Lenny's on a ship. So I've got him from Ensenada on my phone, on a speakerphone, telling them where to look in their emails and they couldn't find it. And again, Granted, they waited until they were getting into my fucking car for the ride to find everything. And they're like, we can't find it. We can't do it. And so one of my nieces gets in my car and she's like, I'm looking and, and I, I, I'm trying to use it. To, and Lenny's gives the Ticketmaster password. She goes, doesn't work. Forget it. Forget it. We're going in. I'm not going. We're just not going. Like they just wanted to go into their house and not go to the concert. And I, I literally held her hand because I do this. I know I do this. And I held her hand. And I go, I go, breathe. Stop. Relax. I go, we're not late. It's, it's not going anywhere. So relax. I go, Lenny, what's the password? And then I put in the password. We found it and said we had to reset it. So then we reset the password to a different thing. And it took it took five minutes, six minutes. But then we found the tickets. They were there and they were. And so I can drive now because they were they were already 20 minutes late getting to my car. Like I sat outside for 20 minutes because they were scrambling to get their shoes. And they all look, you know, they, they're, they're girls. They want to look beautiful and whatever the fuck. Um, and then they think I'm going to leave and I'm like, I'm not going to leave, but you're going to be late for your concert. And that's not fucking cool. And I said, but the next time it happens, I will leave. You can't make me wait 20 minutes. You know, you try to, cause you have to, I'm not a dad. I don't know how to deal with kids, but I figured that's kind of what you have to do. You have to go, Hey, look, we're cool today. Next time though, you know that you did this and you know, it's in you and I'm telling you not to do it again. You know, I'm not mad now. Next time I will be mad. You know, that sort of thing. Is that, is that a right way to do it with kids? Tell me, say it. Who knows? They're, uh, all, they're all different. Okay. Uh, well, it worked with them. So that was good. I was very happy. Uh, so then we, but then when it ended, you know, we finally figured it out. And then we drove. And we had a good time and they were excited. And uh, I was very happy because she sent me a note and she said, um, thank you for recognizing what was happening and for helping me when I needed help. I love you. And it was very nice because I don't, I don't get to be an uncle very often. You know what I mean? Um, I'm, I'm weirded out because my nieces call me Mike. And I know that I shouldn't be, but I also don't want him to come. Train? Can you guys hear the train? That's fucking awesome. I hear the train a-coming, driven by daddy ass. Jamie comes in the back. He's trying to give share the gas. All right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I never get to be an uncle. But then I, they don't call me uncle, but then I don't want him to call me uncle. But then my, you know, my godson and, and, like, and his sister would call me uncle when I was growing up. When I was growing up? Uh, still. So anyway, so I, so I had that anxiety in me. I recognized that, and there's nothing worse, man. Cause again, you feel stupid. You feel like you're dumb for not doing what they're telling you to do. And he's judging you because you can't swipe from the top. And, but also it's like, it's my, it's not my phone. I don't want, I don't want to turn the wifi off. It's not my phone. Who knows? I don't fucking know. Who knows if Lenny's waiting for a note. I don't know anything. And you can say, well, there's no notifications. I fine, but it's not my fucking phone. I don't give a shit. If it's my phone, whatever. Uh, <laughs> infuriating. You don't care. All right. Um, so we're going to a movie today. We're going to see Barbarian, which is a movie that I saw. And uh, I, Tanya thinks it's going to be scary. I've told her it's not going to be scary. Please don't worry about that. Uh, I went and saw a scary movie called Smile. I'll tell you this. I saw a movie called Smile. 
Have you seen the trailer for it? It's very scary looking. The trailer is super scary. I will tell you this. Don't watch the trailer if you're planning to see the movie because a lot of the scary stuff is in the trailer, which is a drag. But in the movie, uh, people, they, there's a, it's like it, all right, it's, it follows, but it follows as a smile. Did you see it follows? I don't recall. It's if you have sex, then the next person follows you for like miles and miles and then goes to kill you or whatever. Uh, it was like if Freddy Krueger was an STD, that's what it follows is. <laughs> so this movie is, it follows like these people, they're like, there's a smile demon. He's trying to get me or whatever. And then all of a sudden they're like, ah, ah. And then they, they're real quiet and then they go, and then they smile at you. So we saw the movie and it was, it was fun. There's some scary parts in it. There's a, there's a one, one really good thing that's not in the trailer that I thought was great. Uh, but it's just okay. It's, it's okay to good. You know, it's got spooks, but again, if you if you haven't seen the trailer, it'll be totally spooky. But if you've seen the trailer, like the scariest thing in the movie is in the trailer. You're like, why did you do that? Because it would have blown fucking everybody away. Uh, so we see this movie, and it's, I saw it late night Friday. It was like 11 o'clock showing. So we get out of there. It's like 1 o'clock because there's, there's this new theater I go to, and they have tons of, pre- like so many previews. It's ridiculous. They don't even know the trivia quiz anymore, but they have so many fucking commercials for soda and popcorn and bullshit. So it ends, and I go by myself, right? I've been going by myself to the movies like kind of every Friday. A little, little, little me time, a little by myself, a little mic date. Uh, so I wind up going to this movie. I see Smile, and then everybody's kind of drifting around the lobby, and I leave, and there's an elevator to take down to the next floor. So I get on the elevator. And by the way, dude, what the fuck is wrong? My country, your, your country's clean and nice. They built this complex by my house on Laurel Canyon Boulevard, right? It's got a Trader Joe's. It's got fucking restaurants. It's got a theater. It's got, it's, it's nice. It's a nice fucking use of this area. And the Regal Theater, it's super new. Uh, I went there two weeks after it opened, dude. And I got in the elevator in the parking garage. Someone had pissed on the floor. Someone had already, uh, you know how you key a car? They had used the key on the chrome walls and drawn a cock. And I'm just like, what are you guys, what the fuck are you doing? Two fucking weeks this thing has been open? And it's already a toilet with a cock picture in it. What? You, it's a fucking elevator. Grow up. That's why nothing will ever be fixed in my country. That's why we're going we're going down the fucking drain. It's you, who vandalizes something in a week. I mean, I understand if you look, and if you're going to do that, be a tagger, be a graffiti tag guy, and make awesome beauty. That's fine. Carving a like a a, a crude scrawl of a cock into the wall. <laughs> who even thinks that? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to totally carve a cock in here with my house key what the you animal what is wrong with you where do you live piss on the floor and i'm saying the same guy did it although i prefer prefer to think it was the same guy as he's just taking a piss and he's maybe it was a self-portrait he's looking down he's got cock in his left hand he's scrawling with the right i have no idea but i just find myself that thing where you're just like god damn it what is what is the point of ever of beauty never and and look an elevator is not beautiful but it's nice and everybody uses it what the fuck whatever it wasn't there before who cares all right so I take the elevator, the other elevator down, and I get off and I go, all right. I, I took three steps and I go, wait a minute. Oh, no. So I turn around and I go to the elevator and I get as close to the door as I can. Like I get <laughs> as cl- super close and uh, it goes up and then I hear it coming down and I just I just stood in the, because I'm and i a big guy. I'm like 6'2", not 350. And my shoulder to shoulder, I, f- I fill the whole space and I'm just wearing a black shirt and black pants and uh and I just fucking put this huge smile on my face. Just like, I just, I just stood there waiting, facing the elevator door as close as I could. My nose is an inch from the door. And I'm just with a huge smile. And the, and the fucking, it's ding. And the door opens. And it's two guys and two girls. And the girls fucking, ah, they fucking screamed. And the one dude goes, what the fuck, man? 
<laughs> and the one dude was totally cool. Like he just he kind of laughed at it. And just was like whatever. But because the, the other three were on their way out, like the guy bumped into me, and I was just I was smiling. And he, what the fuck, man? And the two girls just screamed at the top of their lungs. And the fourth guy's just like, ah, that was awesome. <laughs> and I go, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I had to do it. I'm sorry. And, uh, and I walked to my car feeling like a genius. And I scared a bunch of children. Because it's all young people. And they're like, who's this old weirdo? Gray-haired fuck. But I had the biggest, like the, just the big grin, wide eyes. <laughs> awesome. Ah, look, and I'll tell you what, could you get shot doing that? Probably in Los Angeles. I was banking nobody had a handgun, but at the same time, it seemed like, why not? That's a chance I got to take. If I got shot up for doing the smile prank on the fucking, at the elevator, I'm not even a prank guy. It just, I literally took three steps and I went, I don't know why I even thought of it. I go, you know what would be funny? I turned back around to the elevator. Ha ha, wait for somebody. Uh, I could have scared an old lady to death. Who knows? But I liked doing it. It was fun. Ah, all right. Uh, did you have fun? Yes. I'm glad you did it. And I apologize to any other Canadians who wanted to do this. But again, please recognize that psychically I wasn't ready to have more than one person in the room because last time I was here, I was universally hated. Uh, you guys can get me at Mike at MikeSchmidtComedy.com. You guys can be my friend at Facebook.com slash the 40-year-old boy. You can follow me at PayPal. And, uh, oh, no, no, PayPal? What the hell? You, I, if you want to follow me at PayPal, go ahead. No, you can follow me at Twitter.com slash the 40-year-old boy. Uh, and I'm also at Snapchat and Instagram and uh, what's the other one? TikTok. And uh, that's why PayPal, TikTok. I had the, the weird double thing in my head. Who the fuck cares? Uh, I'm Mike40YOB in those places. You go ahead and check me out. And uh, so again, Mike at MikeSchmidtComedy.com, Twitter.com slash the 40-year-old boy, Facebook.com slash the 40-year-old boy, Instagram, TikTok, and Snapchat, Mike40YOB. Go ahead and find me there. Uh, I am not on Parlor. I am not on Truth Social. Please don't look for me there. Eventually I'll be there because we're all going to be there because the world is ending and we're all going to have to find a voice. I, that's my, I will not be satisfied until I have a thousand micro platforms where I go ahead and put no, and pictures and ideas and wee, look at me. Here's my spirograph. I'm seven. Fucking idiots. Everybody out there with their bullshit. Uh, all right, so uh, I'm part of the Misfit Toys Co-op. Let's talk about that real quick. Uh, there's other shows. Did you know that, Tanya? Plenty of other shows. Well, first of all, let's talk about... Well, all right, look. Let's do this. Uh, we have sponsors for this show. We have uh, the lovely and talented Fearful Jesuit. He does the Paranoid Strain podcast. You can go ahead and check it out wherever the finer podcasts are given or sold. Uh, I prefer the given, but if you want to buy it, go right ahead. Uh, you can go ahead and join his Facebook page. He's got a Fearful Jesuit uh, Paranoid Strain Facebook page. The Paranoid Strain podcast is uh, our friend uh, Fearful Jesuit along with Dana Unicorn. And they're breaking down all sorts of conspiracy theories, taking on the John Birch Society and Russians and Q and uh, just awful people. There's so many awful people. This guy's never going to run out of content. He's going to have an awful person show the rest of his life. It's going to be fantastic. He'll be broadcasting from a ditch somewhere because once those people even run the world, he'll still be doing it, taking them apart because that's what he fucking does. Uh, it's available in the iTunes podcast space or Spotify or wherever you find your greater podcasts. You can send him a note if you want. Theparanoidstrain at gmail.com. Theparanoidstrain at gmail.com. Go ahead and find our guy. Uh, send him a note. Tell him you heard about the show through me. It, it makes me look good. Uh, sort of, to Fearful Jesuit. I don't know if I look good in his eyes anymore at these these points in time, but why not? Go ahead and give it a shot. Uh, so there you go. The Paranoid Strain Podcast available for you wherever you go ahead and find podcasts. Also, that's where you'll find the Flemcat Podcast. 
Uh, I'm recording this on a Monday, and Monday is his release day, so probably a new one out right now. P-H-L-E-G-M-C-A-T. That's two words, the Flemcat Podcast. Who's that hosted by? Well, it's hosted by our great friend David Mex Hernandez. You can find him at Facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez. You can hire him to do artwork for you via Facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez. Go look at all of the artwork he's done. He's been putting out HTO Beauties, H2O, HTO, H2O Beauties, all sorts of paintings, all sorts of uh, incredible work with oils and watercolors. He can do all of it for you. He can sculpt you out of mayonnaise. Whatever you need him to do, the man can do. So go ahead and find him at Facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez. Be his friend there. And uh, he'll be thrilled, and I will be too. Go ahead and hire him to do whatever you can. The holiday season is coming up. You can draw a spooky thing for Halloween. Have him draw you as a turkey for Thanksgiving or a pilgrim or or somebody punching an Indian in the face. Go ahead. Why not? That's tradition. Uh, And then, of course, Christmas is here, and he can paint you as a reindeer or whatever the fuck. So go ahead and hire him. Go to Facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez. He's available for you right now. Check it out. The Misfit Toys Co-op, Tanya. Are you aware of them? Yes, sir. Have you listened to their shows? No, sir. What? No, why would you not lie? This is the part of the show where you go, yes, I listen to them all the time. They're great. Tanya, are you aware of the Misfit Toys Co-op? Yes. Are you aware of their shows? All of them. Do you enjoy their shows? Very much. Of course you do. It's the Misfit Toys Co-op. You know who's on there? I'm part of it. I think, again, like I said, I'm not privy to the meetings. I may have been voted out, but uh, they I'm just the publicity arm, apparently, of the Misfit Toys Co-op because uh, everyone tells me that there are ads for the other shows that run during my show, which is pretty cool. And, you know, if I were to record an ad and give it to them, I would also be in that rotation. I don't do it because why would I? Because I'm like, nobody wants me to run an ad. Nobody cares. You fucking <laughs> idiot. Uh, Jen Kirkman. It's part of the Misfit Toys Co-op. She's got the No Fun with Jen Kirkman show. Check it out. She's a genius. Very funny comedian. She's wonderful. Uh, the Todd Glass Show features our great friend Todd, and he is sweating and smoking. Go ahead and hire him. I don't know if he smokes anymore. He might not. He used to smoke for a bit on stage that was fucking hilarious. Uh, Todd Glass, one of the funniest guys in, in history. Go ahead and check out the Todd Glass Show, a podcast with him and a bunch of drums and cymbals. Uh, our friend Doug Benson. Runs the Doug Loves Movies podcast. I'm sure they have some sort of Halloween spooktacular going on right now. Uh, I'll have to go to Misfit Toys headquarters and find out for sure. But Doug is probably interviewing his friends about all sorts of slasher films. He's going to talk about the burning in which a guy with a sack on his head stabbed people with garden shears. I saw that in the theater in 1981, I believe. I took a date and I felt her up and she let me and I was thrilled and I was so excited. Uh, That was really fun and exciting at the age of 13. Uh, so, uh, so Doug Loves Movies is talking about that movie exclusively just for that reason. I think they're only going to recount what I did in high school to the burning. So check out Doug Loves Movies. That's there. And also the gang over at Never Not Funny. That's our friend Garen, our friend Elliot, our friend Matt Belknap. And of course, James R. Pardo. Uh, the shooter is the host of Never Not Funny. Go check out that show. It is an incredible and amazing experience. I loved being a part of it. And now you can be a part of it yourself by listening anytime you'd like. All the archives are available. You know what? Go listen to year one of Never Not Funny. And and then come back here and go, Jesus Christ, what happened to you? You'll find out. It's great. Because then, here's the thing. You go listen to the first year of Never Not Funny. Come back to now and go, Jesus Christ, what happened to you? And I'll go, well, I got 12 years of podcasts that will explain exactly what happened to me. Go ahead and check it out. Uh, isn't that perfect? It goes hand in hand. Uh, we have a door open and it is now freezing. Uh, is, is Moose outside? No, uh, if you want to close the door, feel free. Cause it, you, oh, you're okay with it? Yeah, that's why I wore two sweaters. Okay, I'm in a short sleeve shirt. Go close the goddamn door. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I tried to be nice with like, hey, could, you know, are you cold? If you're cold, you should go ahead and do it. And 
but you're full of wrong answers here at the end of the show. What happened to you? Uh, because all of a sudden, because it's raining here in Toronto, but also we just got like a, a real glacial breeze that just came through, and it is freezy. Uh, and you probably, it's, it's, it's affecting my voice. I think my voice is affected. <clears throat> Can you tell? <clears throat> I think I might have Canada throat. Uh, so there you go, the Misfit Toys Co-op. You've got Never Not Funny. You've got Doug Loves Movies. You've got No Fun with Jen Kirkman. You've got the Todd Glass Show. And you've got me, uh, but you're already listening to me, so you don't need me to tell you about me. Well, you know what? Let's talk about me. <laughs> do you want to hire me for cameo of course you do why wouldn't you don't you want me to go ahead and shout at you through a phone instead of through a fucking computer yes you do uh I'll, and again it's the holiday season if you look here's the thing if you book me and you go just do me a favor scare me i'll just yell boo if you want to hire me to yell boo at you through the phone it's 20 bucks uh, a 20 dollar boo how often do you get that deal i don't think you do 20 dollar boo uh, I'll, I'll put on all sorts of elaborate makeups and i'll scream like frankenstein I'll, did he scream was he a screamer I don't think he was. He was a very silent type. He was more of a, <laughs> he was that guy, right? He was all sad. Uh, I just watched those, by the way. I watched the fucking monster movies. I watched um, I watched Dracula. I watched Frankenstein. I watched The Invisible Man, and I watched The Mummy so far. I still have to watch Bride of Frankenstein, and I have to watch Creatures from the Black Lagoon because it is, it's spooktober. You got to watch scary movies. Uh, I only wish I had watched some scary movies instead of those movies because, quite frankly, when I was seven, certainly the idea of Frankenstein was a terrifying one. Uh, and Dracula, ooh, he comes over and he bites him, whatever the fuck. But we've seen it done so many times. And everybody's like, oh, the first Dracula is still a classic. I, I maintain it is not. It is clearly not a classic. It is, I, I mean, I mean, I guess maybe because we all know the story so well. Maybe that's what it is. And it, it, so it doesn't have the same pop. Like the uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula, the, the Coppola one, I watched that last year. It's fucking beautiful. The soundtrack is great. The filming is amazing. Gary Oldman is terrific. I, I'm all for that. But boy, oh boy, this other one. I just, Bella Lugosi making weird hand gestures. Ugh. I never drink wine. Shut up, Dracula, you jerk. <laughs> uh, but then I watch Frankenstein, and Frankenstein's got a whole fucking thing that I don't remember. Because you remember Frankenstein tossing the chick into the drink, and you remember Frankenstein being sad and running around, and then the windmill. Uh... But all the shit that's not Frankenstein, you could easily remove from this film. Like, I don't I don't need, you know who I don't need? I don't need Frankenstein's, Dr. Frankenstein's dad being mean to Dr. Frankenstein. If I was Dr. Frankenstein, I'd be like, hey, fuck you, Baron von Frankenstein, my dad. I just built a guy. Did you see that? I built a guy and he's terrorizing the countryside. So get off my dick. He's yelling at me about my wedding and my girlfriend. I built a guy. I literally, I'm God. I took fucking lightning and built a guy and here he is. And fucking die, but Baron von Frankenstein. But I will say this: the guy who played Baron von Frankenstein, extremely entertaining. He was fun and funny. He's an old man who's just being a jerk to everybody. And also, he's rich. The Frankenstein's are super rich. So there's a parable in here about the fucking billionaires still ruining the planet because billionaires aren't happy just being billionaires and get married. They got to go ahead and build a guy who fucking throws your daughter into the pond. Fuck that rich guy. Go do something else. Go golfing. Doctor Frankenstein could have easily gone golfing instead of going. You know what I got to do? Build a guy who's shitty to people. Fucking jerk. And then he sends like his Igor out who steals a... All right, here's another thing. This is a flaw in this fucking plot. <laughs> Dr. Frankenstein sends out Igor to go steal a brain. Fine. So he goes to the medical school and they've got a brain. This is completely true. There's a brain that's like normal brain and another brain says abnormal brain. So uh, Igor steals the normal brain and he takes three steps and then a wolf howls in the distance and he drops the brain and it shatters on the ground. So then he's like, all right, I better get that abnormal brain and he takes it. Now he brings it and then fucking Frankenstein, it's that thing where you're like, when, have you ever been in a restaurant and they bring you food? You're like, I'm just going to eat it anyway. I don't want to fucking cause this squawk. 
That's what Frankenstein's like. He's like, I'll just use this abnormal brain. Dude, you've been robbing graves. You've been finding bodies. You've stitched together a giant fucking monster. And now you're going to use the inferior brain just because you're so excited to pull the trigger. And you can't be surprised then when he wrecks the countryside and he drowns a girl. You can't be all like, oh my God, I can't believe he's doing this. And also, fucking Igor is a jagoff too because Igor gets the brain, right? Then they build the monster and Igor's all excited to build the monster. He's like, my master, whatever. Ah. And they build the fucking monster and then Igor fucking hit, he whips it. And then he hits it with a torch. He's trying to scare it with fire. I'm like, Igor, what a dick you are, man. Do you, maybe you have an abnormal brain. We want to throw you in the fucking pond. He deserved to get killed. He got fucked up by the monster. But he's like, poor Igor. I'm like, fuck, poor Igor. The guy's a jagoff. He's got a whip and a torch. Die, Igor, you fuck. And then Frankenstein escapes and then there's going to be a wedding. And then Frankenstein, I didn't even know. There's this part that I fucking completely forget. Frankenstein sneaks in somebody's window. Jesus, you're Frankenstein. Punch through the door. But he comes in the sideways and he climbs in a window and he scares Dr. Frankenstein's bride and she faints. And then she's trying to like, she's like, yeah, there was a fucking monster in here. And they're all like, what? And Dr. Frankenstein knows what it is. So he's like, holy shit, we got to go find it. My monster's running around. And also the scene with the girl with the pond. You know what I'm talking about? You probably don't know anything I've talked about the last fucking 20 minutes. All right. There's a scene where, yeah, Frankenstein is like, he's warming through the countryside. And there's a, it's so bad because the wedding is going to, they're going to celebrate, right? So there's a guy who's going to go into town, but he has to do some work first. And he's like a migrant. So uh, his daughter's like, Papa, will we go to the party? And he's like, oh, my Angela, we will go soon. But first there is work to do. Ha ha. He kisses her. I love you so much. You're my light in my life. Oh, enjoy and play. I'll be right back. And then he leaves. And then, of course, Frankenstein wanders out of the bushes. And the girl's just like, you want to play with me? And I'm like, oh, Giuseppe, why the fuck did you not tell your daughter not to play with green dudes and wander out of the bushes? You, This is on you, man. Don't blame the monster. Monster's being a monster. He's got a normal brain. We saw it earlier. He's going to throw somebody in the drink. So he sits down. So Frankenstein sits down to play with the little girl because he likes He's because he doesn't want to be. That's the whole point. He's misunderstood. So he sits down and she's like, she's got flowers. And Frankenstein's like, <laughs> he likes the flowers. He's all happy. And she takes the flower and she pops the head off and she goes, watch. And she throws it into the water and it floats. Uh, and he goes, ah, he's all happy as Frankenstein. And she goes, see? And she pops it off. And she goes, you try. And she gives him some flowers. He's like, ah, ah. And he rips it and he kind of drops it. Ah. And then because he's a fucking lunatic who got built on a table, he doesn't know the difference between flowers and chicks. So he's like, you know what? If these flowers float and they make me happy, watch me toss this fucking girl into the drink. So he stands up. He picks, and the little girl's like, stop, you're hurting me. And he just fucking flops her right into the goddamn drink. And then he's sad because she doesn't float. She fucking sinks like a goddamn rock because Frankenstein doesn't know the difference between flowers and ladies. So she goes down and, and we assume she dies. We don't see her die, thankfully. But we do see, it is jarring for 1930 to see him pick up a little girl and throw her into the fucking water, right? Uh, and then he's like, ah, ah, ah. and then he fucking walks off. And then there's a big party in town. Everybody's drinking their fucking beer. They're ready for the wedding. And the fucking Giuseppe the migrant just comes walking into town with his dead daughter hanging off of his arms. And she is a dead. My life to my life. And she is a dead. And they're trying to figure out who killed her and what happened. And then all of a sudden someone's like, I saw a monster once. And then they find fucking Frankenstein and they chase him. But my, the thing is, in my brain, the fucking Frankenstein scene with the flowers and the girl it's a half hour long. Like I, that's cause that's what I remember from the movie is him coming out of the fucking bushes and she sees him and she's not scared. And he's like, wow, she's not scared. And they play with flowers and I eat the life lesson, whatever the fuck it's fucking 40 seconds long. It's, it's so fast. The movie itself, fucking Frankenstein and Dracula are both a, an hour and 10 minutes. You're in and out right now. I'm not kidding. In the time it's taken to listen to this podcast, 
you could have watched Frankenstein and Dracula, pretty much. You'd, you'd be just finishing up. You'd actually, he, if you watch Dracula, do me a favor. We'll Pink Floyd this shit. Sync it up. Play this podcast, but also play Dracula. And then when Dracula ends, play Frankenstein. And at the time I'm telling this anecdote, I'm not fucking kidding. I'll bet he's at the pond with the girl. I'm, I want to do this when I get home. I'm so fucking excited because I'm looking at the time because they were both, it's like two hours and 20 minutes and we're at a buck 57. And I started that anecdote at probably a buck 54. And so that means that that's like 20 minutes left. I'm betting you, I'm betting you that fucking anecdote syncs up. Watch Dracula first and then watch Frankenstein. I'm telling you that's going to fucking sync up. Dude, I'm a king. All right. Uh, but don't watch them because they blow. And then I watch The Invisible Man and that's it's fun. Because the Invisible Man's a fucking lunatic the whole time, but he's wearing bandages. But there's these, and every one of these movies too has like some fucking screaming English person who's who's, you know, on the spectrum or whatever the fuck. They didn't know that back then. They just thought they were the town idiot. But I mean, they're just like they all take like crikey. Well, they probably don't say that because it's Australian. But they're just like you know, all can't believe this monster. I can't, you know, like that kind of shit. And there's like always ten of them. And there's this woman screaming. Ah, oh, terrible. All right. So uh, the point is. Oh, and the mummy, then I watched The Mummy. Mummy's a better movie than any of them. Even though The Mummy is... What the fuck was that? A train or a car that just went by? I don't know. Um, but The Mummy is... is a, a, You don't give a fuck about any of this. All right, hold on. Let's go to the plugs. <laughs> you want to book me on Cameo to talk about monster movies? I'm here, goddammit. That's why I'm here. I'm ready to talk about monster movies for you. Uh, I'll tell your aunt about Frankenstein. I'll tell your dad about Dracula. I can talk about all of them. I'll come to your house and smile in an elevator while I'm delivering my cameo. I'm happy to do it. Whatever you need from me. Uh, so book me at cameo. It's bookcameo.com or get the app on your phone and go ahead and sign me up. I'm great. Hey, I have a Patreon. A lot of you know it because you're fleeing from it, but that's fine. If anybody else wants to join, that'd be great. Patreon.com slash Mike40YLB. Go ahead and find me on there and I'd be thrilled and happy. Uh, it's ready for you. It's ready for me. It's ready for all of us to be together and come together on Patreon. And there's Stuff coming soon, he said a million times and hopes, but then he hides in the dark. But uh, still, become a Patreon person. Why not? Why wouldn't you do it? Because then I might come to your house and do a podcast and you'll have to sit here and pretend you like it. Uh, go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com in the upper right-hand corner. There's a little donate guy. Click on him, a little horn boy, and you can send me money on PayPal. That's just And that's just a naked cash grab. You're not even earning anything at that point. Patreon, it's like, it supports the show. It's like, and this one's just like, it's like those people, you see people on Twitter who are like, want to buy me a coffee? Here's my address. Who wants to buy you a coffee? What? Because you? Because I chuckled at your joke about uh, the the movie. I what? Who? Why? We become. I, I don't know if it's worldwide in Canada, but by me, it you tip everybody now. Everybody. Seven Eleven has a tip jar. That's a convenience store. I no offense. You didn't do anything. You I you I bought a juice. What did you do? You push some buttons. I'll happily ring myself up if you want. You go everywhere else, McDonald's and fucking everywhere else by me. Because another thing, too, is everybody else has a self-checkout kiosk. Which you're like, well, at least I avoid the tip jar. But also, I'm not exactly making a good wage here as I check myself out every time I leave. And then I see people who are like, you know what, Walmart, if you're going to do that, you should pay me and I should get my... Fuck you, man. Don't you want to get out of the store faster? Or do you want to wait in line? Because then because then you'll get in line and you'll complain. There was a guy writing a check and there was an old lady and she didn't know what my cookies cost. Well, then fuck you, man. Check yourself out. Because then you know who you got to bitch about? You. You're the worst checker in the business. Oh, poor Tanya. Just had to sit here and endure. You know, I'm on Twitch. Uh, Tanya would know that. You know, uh, what's your Twitch channel? Let's give that out. Why don't we do that? Tell people your Twitch address. Go ahead. Tanya in the Kitchen. Tanya in the Kitchen. That's twitch.tv slash Tanya in the Kitchen. Uh, and you can go ahead and check out our girl Tanya as she does karaoke. Right? You sing. What else do you do? Do you play games? Mostly just 
uh, in real life live things. What does that mean? You just turn on your phone somewhere and look at this. Look oh, at this. I see. So you're broadcasting. Yeah. I thought you meant you're playing in real no, life sorry. games. I'm like, what does that even mean? <laughs> uh, so you're, if you're like, you're like, look at this cool rock. And yeah. then you put it out on Twitch. Oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, but the karaoke stuff, you do that every week? No, they uh, <clears throat> there was copyright issues. <laughs> oh, no. Did they come after you? No, they uh, don't have the game anymore. Oh, it was a karaoke game. Yeah. So you don't just turn on the phone and you're like, da-da-da-da-da-do. That'd be great. Why not? Do a concert. There you go. Uh, so wait, this game was, they wow, they actually came for the game because of the copyright issues. That's wild. Oh, yeah. oh man. See, it's the Wild West out there. People are doing anything they want. Um, so I have a Twitch channel as well. If you're ever, if uh, once tw- uh, Tanya finishes her stream, twitch.tv slash Tanya in the kitchen, then please pivot over and try to find me at twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy. Uh, we just finished the quarry, which was a spooktober game. Uh, I'll start streaming again on today's what the, so next week, the 24th. I'll be back on cause I'll be back in town on the 24th. Ready to stream. I've been told that I should play the walking dead game. I'm going to play, I'm going to find a scary game to play and it's going to be fun. I'm excited about the new Dead Space that's going to be coming out in January. Going to play that. Going to be playing God of War in November. All sorts of stuff is going to be fun. Follow along at twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy. If you want to go see found stuff, you want to go look at cool grass or people with weird hair, go to twitch.tv slash Tanya in the kitchen. She will show you things from real life. Uh, And I have a YouTube channel as well. YouTube.com slash the 40 year old boy. Go ahead and there's the, my, my computer's freaking out. Because again, also, so now you know my pain. We're over two hours. If this thing just fucking glitches and I lose all that audio, it's happened. And that's why, and, and it's it's a misery. It is a fucking panic when it happens. Just jump off the roof. Yeah, forget it. Well, well, I'll, well, we'll throw the computer off first and then we'll land on the computer because we're clearly going to be furious. Uh, all right, so go ahead and find me at those places and find me at these things and find me at these channels, twitch.tv slash the 40-year-old boy, youtube.com slash the 40-year-old boy. And uh, and I appreciate you being here, Tanya. Thank you so much. And now I got to go ahead and post this. And you're gonna have to sit there with your hands folded. She looks like she's in school. That's great. You look like you're waiting for milk. You're just. Or, I'm sorry. She looks like she's waiting for milk. Uh, Tanya is from Canada. Say, can you say? Can you say milk for me? Milk. Milk. She says milk. Uh, she's Quebec. Quebecois. Is that what you are? So she uh, she says, oh, oh, no, when she says like that. It is the cutest thing in the world, and I love it so much. And you are so nice to be here. Thank you. And you and Mike have been incredibly kind to me. And uh, and I had a great time in Canada on this trip. And, guys, I will be back with you probably, like I said, I'll, I'll try to get I, – I don't land until late Thursday. So uh, I'll, if I can get there and get a show out Friday, I'll try. But we'll, we'll get you one as soon as possible, possibly next Monday. Who knows, man? But uh, – don't fucking yell at me. All right. Can we just make that pact? Can we make that agreement? Don't yell at me. I just did fucking 8,000 shows in a row. And we'll see if Lily can join me next time too. Tanya, you want to fly to the States and join me? Yes. <laughs> Good answer. All right, guys. We'll talk to you next week.
like more than me It's people who like me I love me But if you love me I love you Cause you know why We both love me How great am I Let's talk about that for a while And by a while I mean forever Podcast! Podcast! Podcast.